that episode. a hell of an intro, man. Thank you. Third Greatest Podcast. And my special co-host is... Who are you? Raphael. Otherwise, everybody knows me as Seha Man, but Raphael. There you go. How's it going? <clears throat> so he's uh, my special host. Todd is far away in the mountains. Well, he has no reception, so you couldn't do it. Jason has a night off. So it is the two of us and our guest right here, Mr. Rob, right here, Meyer Burnett. How's it going? Woo! It's going. I love that going. intro. I was I was like totally like grooving, <laughs> man. Yeah. Hey dude. man. Everyone has said the same thing. I'm like, all right, I guess I picked the right music for that. You picked the right music. Damn it. God damn it, right. Yes. I'm doing something right tonight. Which is good. <clears throat> it's all you can hope for. I, I'm telling you. So hot toys, flash. We have a lot of shit we could talk about. So. We have a lot to talk about, man. There's a lot going on. I was just, uh, I have to point out though, because I was just talking, I was just waxing rhapsodic about this. You know, uh, I have this custom Aquaman uh, six scale figure, but uh, he didn't, I, I got a guy's collection of stuff, and this was in the collection of stuff, nice. which I love. Okay. I love this. And, but he had no trident. So the great thing about living in the era that we live in, social media and the newfangled contraption called the internet is all you have to do is type in one sixth die cast Aquaman Trident and like 10 of them will come up <laughs> and they're all in China or whatever. And you just have yeah. to put click, put your credit card number in and weeks later, this just show, I forgot I even ordered this <laughs> and I get this thing from China. I'm like, what is this? And it's, it's this long and Elizabeth's like, you know, I want to know what that is too. I'm like, I baby, I don't know what it is. And I open it up. And I mean, the look of disgust on her face was she's like, Ugh. I mean, she thinks it might have been something cool. I think it's very cool because this is heavy. You could actually probably, I mean, I'm not saying you could murder somebody with this, but you could come close. I mean, you could, there's, there's some penetration here, depending on how, how much uh, physical force you apply. She was not impressed. <laughs> I'm like, come on. It's awesome. I know, it is right? awesome. It, I, that's, that's what I'm us saying. Us love it. Yeah, man. That's what I'm thinking. I still need to pick up an Aquaman. I don't have an Aquaman yet. Oh, you had an Aquaman. No, I don't have an Aquaman. I need I need an Aquaman. The only one I had an offer on was the uh the um his solo <laughs> movie with the gold the gold oh. You know what? I really want to get that. I, I want to get that. So yeah, I, I really like that figure. I um I didn't get it. I don't know why. It was one of those things I figured I could always go get it, but you know, I want it uh, just because it's the classic. Yeah. Aquaman. But here, what we were what we were saying before we went live, here's here's my philosophy about the whole like I collect six scale. And and so the question that I have is, do you need and you were asking this, do you need every iteration of like the Ben Affleck Batman? Batman yeah. And it's like to me, I do I just want the best iteration because yeah. To me, like people like Justin from Justin's collection, he'll 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 get everything and he'll be like, here's my endgame figures. But for me, I don't need what I want is the best iteration of say Iron Man, even though I have like 10 Iron Man yeah. six scale yeah. figures. But but if I'm gonna make a display, I want to have an amalgam. Like to me, it's the Avengers. It's not the Avengers from a certain movie, because in the comics, you know, they had their same costumes for a long time. So to me, I want to get my favorite iteration of the character, and then I'm done. 
So I I'll sometimes, I mean, like how many six scale Darth Vader's have I owned in my life? Way oh, too many. Geez. There's a lot of them. There's so <laughs> many, you know, yeah, uh, sideshow, hot toys, Kenner, whatever it was. I mean, I, that Kenner in 1979 or whatever. And, and it, it gets to the point where well, I really only need one. Yeah. Maybe two, depending if I have different displays or not, but the Anakin are the, uh, the, um, the, the the solo the show that just came out the Kenobi the one with yeah that, that crack that figure looks, is awesome that looks good I just that hated Kenobi so much that I hated that <laughs> show but but that figure is great because the idea of it is great so you got to get that yeah what's your favorite uh, version of Ben Affleck that's a good question I mean I, I really love the armored Batman from BVS oh, yeah. but in one. terms of in terms of Ben Affleck, um, so the, I think the Justice League, so I have to get the body, but I bought um, a civilian outfit and then the, the head sculpt of Bruce Wayne in yeah. the Justice League. I mean, the Batman's great, but that head sculpt of Ben Affleck is great. So, in the Justice League one, yeah. Yeah, in the Justice League one, I have it. It's 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 here somewhere. Well, I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, do, you, you, do you have the armored Batman? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, I recently on, uh, interviewed uh, Richard Citrone, the okay. stuntman, stuntman Batman, and I was showing him my armored Batman, and he said, oh, do you know? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great Bruce Wayne. That's great a great Bruce Wayne. But he, he was telling me, he said, did you know that's my, that's my face? And I said, no way. So I looked at it, and I'm like, holy crap, it is you. So that's, that's the armored Batman. I don't have it. I have it over. I don't know where my armored Batman is. But well, there's, he, there's two different ones, too. You know, which is there- the, the I think there's there's yeah, there's two different armor. There's the first one and then the second one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so the 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 one that the chrome version and the regular armored version is Richard Citrone's face. So that's actually his face. Because wow. Ben Affleck wasn't around to I guess get the, the 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 rights to sign sign it off. Right. But he did for the battle damage version because it, yeah, yeah. it shows half his face. So I don't know if you knew that or not. I just I found that, that out. That's yeah. very interesting. I didn't know I that. just found that out. Yeah. So that's not Ben Affleck. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. What do you think about the new the new uh Flash Hot Toys Batman? I uh, well, okay. The the it, it looks a li- it, here's the thing that I think is really interesting about this. So the hot toy that they showed looks to me like it's got Michael um um what, what am I drawing a blank on is, um, you know, um, bringing back, bringing back Batman. Um, what, what? I can't even think, I can't even think right now, but Michael Keaton. Yeah. It looks like what I'm trying to say is like, it looks like Michael Keaton's mouth. So I'm wondering that motorcycle. I'm wondering if that was a Batgirl figure that they oh. had made, that they had made a Michael Keaton Batgirl figure on that motorcycle because you saw that motorcycle in the behind the scenes Batgirl footage, and they were both supposed to be in the same in the same scene. Yeah, yeah. So the Hot Toys Ben Affleck Batman is actually um, because he Michael uh, the 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 Ben Affleck did not in that chase and him he wasn't there. No, that's all. That's all CG. He was in the <laughs> scenes with the live action stuff. So yeah, yeah, I really think that the Hot Toys figure, the prototype they showed of that Batman armor, was from Batgirl. 
I mean, I can't prove that. But, yeah, right, right. But I think that's, and if you look at the prototype, it's clearly Michael Keaton. It looks a little off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's not Ben Affleck. And I no. think that it's because they were they were making the Batgirl Batman and it was supposed to be Michael Keaton. Do you think and, they'll fix it? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, uh, although, although with, uh, look, I am perplexed. I, I love Flash. Yeah. I had a great time watching it. I thought everybody would love it. I am perplexed because usually uh, I'm pretty good about spotting box office bonanzas or whatever. Right. And I was really off on this. I've had people, people that I trust and like, they, they vehemently hated the Flash. And I'm like, but it's so much it. like it's yeah. so much fun. Like, how do you hate the Flash? And and people are are making good points to me, but I'm like the movie is going to tank, which means, in a weird way, Hot Toys will they make everything they said they were going to make? Because will people want to buy it? That's true. And I, I because if you look at the uh, underperforming, because for me, I don't care um, whether the movie's good or not. Like I want a Zach, uh, I want Shazam. I want a Fury of the Gods Shazam. I don't know if we're not. I mean, we're getting a Black Adam, maybe. That's right. We never got the Shazam from the new movie. We never got the Shazam. I want a Shazam. We never got a Shazam at all, right? No, no. We never got a Shazam at all. And I love Shazam. I've always loved, pardon me, Captain Marvel. And that suit is great. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And to not have it is so frustrating. But they'll never, you know, they'll they'll never make it. And, you know, I liked Fury of the Gods for what it was. I mean, I I wanted to get the entire Marvel family in six scale. I would have bought that. That would have been cool. But I think that you know what happens is when the movies don't do well, their their people aren't going to buy the figures. Right. Yeah, uh, I actually walked out of Fear of the Gods during the second. Yeah, during the second act, and because I had free uh, screening tickets, and then. That's because I told I told Raph, I'm like, dude, I walked out. He's all, are you freaking serious? I'm all, yeah. But I had backup tickets, so I went again, and I was like, I'm going to stomach through this whole movie. And I don't know what it was with that movie. I just feel like he was acted way too 13-year-old-ish versus the first movie, I guess. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you know, to me, I, I wanted to see, like, a kingdom come, Captain Marvel. Yeah. You know, and it's... Yeah. it's yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know where it's where it's going. But then again, I mean, I've been buying. I have a, one of my favorite Mego figures when I was a kid was the Mego Captain Marvel, the Mego Shazam. That was a great as far as Mego went. The the red and the yellow worked really well together in their format. So I was a big <clears> fan. So back to the Flash. So what? So what was your prediction for that movie? Because Ref and I have been going over this movie for what? I don't know, months. Months, yeah. yeah. So probably months, and we're trying to guesstimate like where it's gonna sit, what's gonna happen with like the, the weekend box office. And then I think it was that Thursday night when I or Friday morning when I read it, it only did like nine point three or nine point six million. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, no, it's it's a total disaster for Warner Brothers. <sighs> I think they were expecting a billion dollars. I think, I think a they lot were of too. It. I like a lot of it really had to do with Ezra Miller, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I often wonder what... Here's the thing. A lot of people talk about how horrible Ezra Miller was in the movie. I like Ezra Miller's portrayal of 
Flash. Yes. Me too. And I, I thought he was, to me, he's like the Marty McFly of superheroes. Like I told people when I saw Flash that I felt it had a last Starfighter, Back to the Future vibe. Not that it was mm-hmm. like those movies, but in terms of Ezra Miller's performance, you know, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was really fun. You know, right. I, I really enjoyed it. I saw it at CinemaCon with Campia and, and oh, we nice. had the crew and we liked it. And I was like, this is the, the theater full of people really, really liked it. And to me, it's it's such a weird thing about like when people are talking about um, CG, you know, oh, the CG was terrible. I understand where people are coming from. But here's here's the funny thing about um, like you always know a stop motion movie like ray harryhausen or something or you know that the tauntauns and empire strike strikes back are stop motion um they're great stop motion because they added motion blur to them which they couldn't do before that was um um uh they that ilm did that on empire and they did that on dragon slayer where they actually added the reason that stop motion looks so jerky is they weren't able to add motion blur in between the frames and so it, it looks more like this, but they were able to smooth it out in Empire and um, Dragon Slayer. So it's just a technique. And with the Flash, when somebody's running at super speed, I don't think it was necessarily bad CG as opposed to the style of it. They weren't trying to create something real. It was supposed to look larger than life and loud and brash and colorful. So everyone knows that it, it it's not supposed to be real yeah so when people i think when people talk about bad cg i mean when it comes to things like face replacement and all that i get that but yeah. i thought they did a really great job but i thought the stylization of it all the colors of it all were were fun i thought it was all fun when i first saw it and, and man all anybody tells me about is how much they hated the flash i'm like how can you how can you hate that movie all I hear in my comments are, did Flash really put a baby in the microwave? Well, see, you know, and that isn't even a real, that's just, that's just a something people are repeating because they've read it online. Exactly. exactly. But, but right. and, 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 and that's another thing I can't stand with criticism. Bandwagon. It, yeah. It's, it's like, look, you didn't come up with that line. You read it and you're going to repeat it again and again and again. And I, I think that a lot of today, a lot of the, um, criticism especially from our our online punditry is disingenuous i think people aren't coming up with those things on their own they're they're ba- like you said they're bandwagging it they're, it's like oh these people don't like so i've got to be part of the crowd so i have to say this and i'm like but and, and 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 when someone says oh that movie sucked i'm like okay that doesn't tell me anything it also <laughs> says to me that you don't know what you thought of the movie you're just saying yeah, it sucked exactly. Why did it suck? Why did you not like it? Please give me five reasons why you didn't like this film. Anyone who says, "Oh, that movie sucked," I'm like, I don't, I, I don't hear them. I'm like, that's that's not film criticism. That's that's like your easy way out of of your. What am I supposed to take away from that? Why? Tell me why it sucked. Don't tell me a movie just sucked. You tell me five reasons why. If you just say it sucked, your opinion doesn't matter to me anymore. Yeah, but I uh, I don't like I don't I didn't really like Ezra Miller as the Flash in the Justice League, I guess, 
because <clears throat> that's been my my biggest gripe, I guess. And then when this they started showing the footage, like trailers and stuff, <clears throat> then I was just like, oh man, this is a completely different than I thought it was gonna be. And <clears throat> I always go into every movie I watch, no matter if it's Marvel or like Top Gun Maverick, whatever. I go in for the movie. I could care less about whatever else saying Rotten Tomatoes and shit like that. Right. I go in as, as like, okay, I'm gonna come watch the movie, low expectations. I don't want to get disappointed. So just go in and just watch the film like as a whole. And then what you watch and what I watch and uh, what I think is what I'll say at the end. I went in the flash, you know, kind of hyped and I was like, okay, I don't want to get overhyped myself and walked out and was like, okay, that wasn't as bad. Like it was not bad at all. There was no. yes, yeah, some, some G- CGI I didn't care for, but I was just like, no, that was way fun better than anything I've seen that DC's done in a while. Yeah. So. I mean, like, I also think it, it, it's an odd, I guess it's because I'm, because I'm an old man with one foot in the grave. I came from a place where we got no superhero movies when I was growing up. Right. So, and movies are so hard to make and uh, having made films myself and being on that side of it, I try and look at it from the filmmaker's perspective and yeah. I, I did think that The Flash has a lot in it that's really ambitious and really interesting. And that whole, like, I did, for instance, I'll tell you something. I had no idea Alfred was in the movie because he's not even, Jeremy Irons isn't even listed on the IMDb. Maybe he is now, but he wasn't before. He was on the and trailer. Was he on the trailer? Yeah, he was in the trailers, yeah. Oh, because I don't remember. I, I didn't know he was in the movie. It must have been a, one of the latter trailers. It, it, I think it was, it, it was either the final trailer. Or yeah, it might have been. To, second to last trailer. Before CinemaCon, I had no idea he was in the movie. Yeah. And and I was pleasantly surprised. And I, I really liked the banter between him and Barry. You know, I have to clean up Batman's messes or yeah. whatever. And that whole opening scene, I had so much. It was so much fun. Yeah. Especially because I, I knew nothing about the movie. No one had. And, and everyone at CinemaCon me and campia and chris and taylor and ray and i think we all had a great time watching this movie because no one had said anything about it like no one had seen it or other than the fact people ask ah, james gunn such the greatest superhero <laughs> movie ever made i mean but we didn't no one had seen it so it was really fun watching um watching it and i and i think i think that movie punditry or on the in the youtube space has become very disingenuous because nobody it's either I love this movie or I hated it. And, and when I was growing up, there was a whole spectrum of thoughts about a movie. Like, like for me, I, I tended to like anything that was science fiction, fantasy and horror yeah. to varying degrees. I would never have told, cause I watched, I mean, there was a lot of bad horror and science fiction movies when I was growing up. I watched a lot of crap but I liked them just because they were horror or science fiction. So my, my meter was always to like it, but it was varying degrees. Like there's, there's, I like it. This was the bottom of that scale or I really like it. You know, it was just like, there was never any, I was just so happy to see anything that was science fiction, fantasy and horror. I didn't sit there and go, well, that sucked. I found something (laughs) to like in everything. I was like, wow, you know, that wasn't a good movie, but I remember seeing a there's a Japanese Star Wars knockoff called Message from Space. Hmm. And it's not great, but they have a sailing ship, like a, a total sailing ship with s- sails that's flying through space. 
And I was like, that's cool. And Vic Morrow's in it. And they had some other cool space fighters. I think it was 1978. I mean, if you watch the trailer for this movie, Message from Space, uh, you're not going to say it looked good. <laughs> but I will tell you, when I watched it, I loved it. I was like, I because I love Japanese. I grew up watching Japanese science fiction. So I loved Japanese sci-fi. I loved it. Whether it was Godzilla, whether it was the Mysterons, whether it was actually the Mysterians, the Mysterons who Captain Scarlet fought, that was British. But the Mysterians were Japanese. And I would watch anything the Japanese made with robots, kaiju, spaceships, whatever. And I, I looked at Message from Space and I loved it. It wasn't great, but I loved it anyway. Yeah. And, and, and I feel that fan i mean there was just varying degrees of how much i liked something now the default position is everything sucks and i hate it well yeah everyone thinks they're a critic nowadays yeah i mean it's well i think i think what's really interesting too is is that when i was growing up in the olden times there weren't very many a-list sci-fi or horror films you could probably count them on two hands but now when you have 23 movies that make up the Infinity Saga going from Iron Man to Spider-Man Far From Home, you're getting $100 million movies at the highest levels, you know, for 23 films. And then Infinity War and Endgame are two of the most entertaining movies I think I've ever seen in my life. It's hard to then go back to something low budget and be right. like, when I was growing up, I'd watch a horror movie or a sci-fi movie that cost half a million bucks. And then I watched Alien, you know, for how Aliens cost 18 million. I mean, it was, and then as the years went by, movies got more and more and more and more expensive. But I grew up watching movies that cost six cents. So nowadays, everyone, we're getting the most expensive with all the bells and whistles. We're getting the best of the best in terms of production value. And so people are judging all movies to this standard that is unattainable you know they're all like uh, avengers it has to be like the first avengers if it's not that good or as good as the dark knight then screw it well, that's it, very very true yeah yeah and it, it's like what the hell you're it'd be like comparing every single house or whatever to to the coolest mansion you've ever been in and now we're in a world where everything has to be a hundred percent perfect Mm-hmm. Or it sucks. This is the question I was going to actually ask, but Mr. Syntastic, uh, he's asking, and that, this is what I was going to ask. So, question is Do you think the fact that they announced the reboot is why Shazam and Flash were DOA at the box offices? If so, no. should WB rethink how they release Aquaman? Maybe just make it a big event on Max? I don't think that. <clears throat> I, mean, I, I think, first of all, nobody outside the geekosphere or whatever call it what you want cares about ezra miller's travails nobody even was paying attention my mother has no idea who has yeah, ezra yeah. miller is that's actually true and and in terms of I, I honestly think i have a theory my theory about all of these movies is that superhero movies more so than most but if you're talking about cop movies lawyer movies superhero movies they're all kind of the same like like if you're gonna make a police a cop thriller and you have a cop at the center of it all 
It's a police officer who's faced with a personal conundrum. Should he sell out his fellow officers? Should he stand for his beliefs? What is his personal journey? And I think the MCU started out that way. If you strip away everything from the first Iron Man, strip away all the superheroics, you're still left with a compelling story about a man who grows a conscience, who, who rich playboy, making arms, you know, weapons for around the world, doesn't give a fuck. And, and then he finds himself on the other end of one of his munitions. I mean, literally a Stark Industries bomb falls right next to him after his convoy is ambushed. And so the entire Iron Man movie, take away the Iron Man out of it, is about one man discovering his own soul, essentially. Yeah. He's like, what I'm doing is wrong. Even though I'm rich and powerful and I get bang chicks every night and all that, great life. But he develops a conscience and he's like, there are people that are affected by, by my business on the other side of the planet that I have no idea about. And I, I by being captured and by the 10 rings or whatever he's learned something about himself and he's changed and at the end of that movie you have iron man fighting obadiah stain and iron monger it's two dudes over the soul of a company so the first iron man is like any great story it's about a human being who has who changes who grows and changes over the course of the story it just happens to be an iron man movie the same has to be true of a superhero you know, and I think what the MCU was great about is is if you look at like Captain America, the first Avenger, you're we are Steve Rogers. We're the scrawny guy that can't fight but stands up for themselves, you know, might get his ass kicked, but stands up for themselves. And then he has to find the wherewithal to do, even though he already had it within him. But it's it's the story of an underdog becoming great. Right. And I think what's what's missing from modern superhero movies is we're so used to them that they've forgotten to put in the human story of what makes these characters like, why am I, every, every story that is told must convey, at least in my mind, a, a, a human truth about our existence. Like we watch a story. We should all as human beings learn something. We all understand Tony Stark's crisis of conscience. We understand Steve Rogers as a scrawny guy wanting to be able to have enough power in his heart or whatever to, to do good. You know, he gets the super soldier serum and he gets to do what he always wanted to do. But the thing is, the thing about Captain America that makes that movie, The First Avenger, so great is that Steve Rogers was always Captain America. He, he threw himself on that grenade thinking it was real. He would, have, he would have died to protect his countrymen and his fellow soldiers. He was already Captain America. And in watching him become with the super soldier serum and filled out and all that, that's our wish fulfillment, we the audience. And, and what I feel like modern superhero movies are doing is they've forgotten that superhero movies still have to tell a human story. Yeah. What is the story of each one of these? these and we... Uh-oh. Lost them. It's that internet. Why does this always happen? So is the internet. Yeah, I saw that thing you were talking about streaming to the audience. Yeah. There we go. I don't even know what the. I just disappeared. <laughs> touching anything and I just disappeared. <laughs> but what I was saying was that at the, the end of all this, our superhero movies, like I hated, I love the MCU. 
I hated Thor Love and Thunder. I hated Quantumania because yeah. they're no longer <laughs> our characters. They're not telling a story. Like Thor Love and Thunder, I'm like, what is that about? Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're making light of cancer. Thor is... Uh, and even the story of, of Gore could have been a really interesting story about a man who renounces God because of the death of his daughter and all these, these things. Oh, yeah. it, it was just a joke. The whole thing was a goof. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I, I hated it. And I loved Ragnarok, but I hated Love and Thunder. And I think that the, the problem is that um, a superhero movie, like any other story, take the superhero out of it. Tell me a story about a human being and what they're going through and how they or it or she or who, whatever. What, what, what does the human being, what does that story tell us as viewers about the human experience? All great stories are inherently about what it means to be human in this world, our world. Even the biggest flights of fancy still should illuminate we as the audience and give us some kind of kernel of truth about what it means to be a human being. And I think that, that modern superhero movies are failing us. They're letting us down because um, they're all about their own universe or their own, like quantum mania. I'm like, what was so great about the first Ant-Man movie? The guy just, (laughs) Scott Lang just wants to be a dad. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and he gets involved in the, the heist, and he gets the Iron Man or the Ant Man suit. But at the end of that movie, there's a train, there's a great train chase on his daughter's model train in her bedroom, and and you buy it, you buy the Yellow Jacket, you know, Ant Man battle because you're you're so invested in Scott Lang as a dude, you want him, he just wants to get back together with his family. And what is more basic than that? And they do such a great job of, of, and all the secondary characters were hilarious. If you took the Ant-Man out of the Ant-Man movie and just made it about Scott Lang getting out of prison and wanting to get back together with his daughter and his, his family, it would be wildly entertaining. Quantum Mania, I'm like, I don't even know what that movie was about. <laughs> it was about all kinds of things. But the, I'll tell you what it wasn't about. Scott Lang. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people have said. They're like they missed the Scott Lang story. I, I don't know. I, I went into that movie and laughed, and I was like, "Okay." Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. If I was, if I was okay. I mean, it's not my favorite Ant Man movie, but it would just, it's still I still watch it. I'll still watch it. I'll watch that any day over Thor: Love and Thunder, like hands down. But By the way, <laughs> in in the chat, Mister Syntastics Nerdy Collecting says there was a very human story to the Flash. I agree with that, but the problem is it wasn't the Flash's story. Then you're in a multiverse, then you're fighting Zod and Supergirl and and Batman. It wasn't just about the fact that we don't even know who killed Flash's mom. I brought that up. I'm like, how do you not know that? Yeah, I think I think Andy said he was going to bring that up on the second one. He was going to introduce reverse uh, or uh, yeah, reverse Flash. But still. That, that By was the way, first thing that went through my head. Uh, PGM show. Do you guys? PGM show says Quiet oh. Earth was our sci-fi movie back in the day in the eighties. I love the Quiet Earth. I have oh, multiple dear. copies of that on on Blu-ray. I have it on Laserdisc. Uh, it is a New Zealand film. It was directed by Jeff Murphy, who directed a great movie about Maori, uh, Maori warlord called Utu. If you haven't seen the Quiet Earth, it's really really good. Check it what's out. It, so kudos it to you, Mister. 
one morning in Auckland, the the biggest city in New Zealand, man wakes up. There's been some kind of cosmic event, and he's the last man on Earth. Oh, I love movies like that. And that's all I'm going to tell you. Okay, I'll tell. I'll look into that. The Quiet Earth. Okay. Directed by Jeff Murphy, who was the second unit director on on Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and when another great one. Oh yeah, he uh yeah, yeah. Good were stuff. you a fan of uh Kroll? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, when it came, again, when it came out, it didn't matter. It had a stop motion crystal spider, it had the glaive, one of the great sci-fi weapons, it had yeah. a giant evil warlord. I mean, it was a, the thing about Kroll was it was kind of an amalgamation of Star Wars and Lord yeah, of the exactly. Rings in a way, right. but it was mm-hmm. not as good as either one. And it was they didn't know how to make fantasy epics back back then, but it was fun. Oh yeah. What about Legend? Oh, I'm yeah, I'm a huge Legend fan. Yeah. Um, have but you seen again, the directors? Yeah, yeah. I have the I the there's it's it's really interesting because Legend, you've got the two hour European version, the ninety minute American version. One has the Tangerine Dream score, the other has the Jerry Goldsmith score. Yeah. Um, no, I I really like Legend, but again, it was it was a very simple minded sort of Lord of the Rings. But I do think that Tim Curry's darkness. That fig, I love a six scale figure of darkness. Somebody, yeah. I think somebody made one, but that that effect that is the best makeup that's ever been done on a human being, ever. Yeah. Is Tim Curry's is Tim yeah. Curry's super good, super good, so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the hunt for uh, a quarter scale Lord of Darkness figure, but it's it's like. You won't find it anything anything under seven hundred dollars for it. It's by made by Soda Toys. You're right. I I had I gave I have a I had a legend one to one scale bust that oh, I gee. gave to my friend Spooky Dan Walk Walker oh. who has it. This the sideshow collectibles. Yeah. Ah. Oh. With the giant. Yeah, the huge horns. Yeah, I gave that to him. Oh man, you know there's um you know there's a, a rare version of it right where he's uh. Where it's at the beginning of the movie, where he's in the dark and his eyes are green, he has got that blue tint to him. Right. There's another version of that, of that bust, but it's I think it's way more limited. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I wish they made more collectibles on on that that character. Oh, it's so, well, and again, it's kind of a movie that's fallen out of people don't know it, but all the like all the creatures in that movie, Meg Mucklebones that Robert Picardo played is great. Yeah, uh, and all the different like weird dwarves and stuff, and and Mia Sarah, and it, it's funny because I would love to get like a whole line of figures from Legend because yeah, Rob Bottin, who did the Howling and the Thing, did all the makeup effects for for Legend, and Tim Curry. That I mean, that design is just so great. Yeah, I don't ever think I've seen a devil that good in a. Oh, never. No, There's never no. been. No, it's the best ever. Yeah, that's a great. I, I love that movie. That's just a childhood, one of my favorite childhood movies. Oh yeah, it's it's. <sighs> I love Legend. <laughs> I do. You know, you know, down the road that it's going to get remade eventually because everything from the eighties is being remade. Yeah, I don't know because that movie was not a hit. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they would if they and, and it is a very simple story. I think it might even be a little too simple. And it's, you know, it's Ridley Scott, so visually, you know, when they make, it's funny because you look at things like RoboCop. When they remade RoboCop, um, uh, it, it, 
you needed Paul Verhoeven's weird Dutch sensibility yeah. to yes. make that movie work. And then when, I think it's Jose, um, I forget his last name, Jose, who, he had directed the Elite Force movies. He, a Brazilian director that made two great, if you haven't seen the Elite Force films, there's two of them, great mm -hmm. director. They bring him to America and they have him remake RoboCop. But it's not satiric. It's not, it's straightforward. And it wasn't that it was a bad movie. It's just that it doesn't have anything. There's no oomph to it. No, no, I didn't. And the I original RoboCop is so iconic. Love it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so Mistress Fantastic. Let's see. We got. Who do we have faith in James Gunn and his, uh, well, his DCU. Is it a DCU? Yeah, DCU. Do we have faith in him? Um. For me, yes. Uh, I certainly do. I mean, I think James Gunn, like, so far, you know, he's made things that are satiric, that have a, a sort of a Kubrickian sense of humor to them. But I also think James Gunn's a great storyteller. You know, he wrote a novel. James Gunn wrote a really dark novel called, believe it or not, I swear to God, it's called The Toy Collector. Oh, wow. And oh. if you if you if you look at the, I think I only I, I I have the first edition hardcover, but it has Robbie the robot from Forbidden Planet on it. Oh, is that and right? It, it's a really dark novel, and I oh. I think James Gunn can do anything he wants. I just think that his he's been doing very James Gunn things. I I would say that where you need to look and ask yourself if he could make a good Superman movie, despite all the wackiness with Guardians of the Galaxy, all three of those movies have a layer of emotion and yeah. feeling uh -huh. that is is very underrated and i think that james gunn what james here's i, I people think i'm nuts when i say this i think james gunn is going to deliver us the shawshank redemption of superman movies and what i mean is it's not about prison but it's it's about classical storytelling that packs that emotional wallop by the end of james gunn's superman i think there's not going to be a dry eye in the house I have no idea what the movie's about, but I think he's going to go back to things like a Superman for all seasons. Yeah. And, and deliver something that is classical because he's a consummate storyteller. He gets it, you know, he understands. Um, so I, I'm very optimistic about his Superman. It'll be curious because here's the thing. I don't think any filmmaker in terms of, of having to work for a corporation has had more pressure put on him than James Gunn has to deliver a Superman movie for the ages. That's because if true. he fucks up, that's it. You know, th th that's the beginning of their entire new reboot with people that know what they're doing. And if it doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. how do you feel about Blue Beetle? I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's I, I don't it's kind of a lame duck movie. I hope the movie's good. You know, I the thing is, my Blue Beetle is Ted Cord. Yeah, my Blue, my Blue Beetle is Justice League International 80s. Kevin McGuire, J.M. Dematius. I mean, I want I want that Blue Beetle. That's the Blue Beetle. I know. So, yeah. And, and <clears throat> I understand. I mean, it's 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 great, but it still looks the problem for me is is again Blue Beetle was the sensibility of Ted Cord. He didn't even have to be in a, his costume. He was hilarious. But I hope it's good. Yeah, same here. Seems like a good family movie. 
I think the kids will like mm -hmm. it. Teenagers. Yeah. I think that's what it's kind of aimed towards yeah. anyway, is teenagers. Especially because the actor. Yeah. The lead actor from Cobra Kai. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, look, I, I hope that every movie's great. I want to yeah. love every movie. Yeah, same. So I hope it's great. I mean, again, I'll have to see it. So what are you what are you looking forward to this year? That well, because we're already kind of oh. we're already past the superhero phase of the summer. Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible. Oh, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer. Oh my god, it looks incredible. You know, I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan because he he's one of the only filmmakers that that's making giant studio films aimed yeah. at adults. I mean, I loved Inception. Um, I've loved his his back. You know, it's funny. Even though I think the Dark Knight Rises has has a lot of goofiness in it, that I'm like, what? The first like 45 minutes of that movie is it's just all setup. Mm -hmm. It's all, and I I I love I I just love watching the way he moves the camera. You know, he really creates that. I feel like when I'm watching his movies, I'm like, oh, this is a real movie. <laughs> you know, about yeah, real true. people, and so Oppenheimer. There, there's so few like I can't. It's hard for me to to I don't watch I used to watch like studio movies all the time. Like for instance, I'll give you an example. This week, two Tom Cruise movies come out on 4K. One of them is The Firm. Mm -hmm. And that was directed by Sidney Pollock and it was based on a John Grisham novel. That's one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. I love The Firm. Gene Hackman, Gene Triplethorne. Uh, Tobin Bell, who was Jigsaw in the Saw movies, Wilford Brimley. I mean, I love The Firm. It's like a mid-level adult legal thriller. And I love it. That movie is great. They don't even make movies like that anymore. No, no. And if they well, did make it to be a 10-part uh, miniseries, yeah, or exactly. limited, yeah. they would adapt it on Netflix. I've, I really miss a two-and-a-half-hour, two-hour-plus movie like The Firm. I yeah. miss that so much. Hunt for Red October. Give me a great oh, literary yeah. adaptation. You know, John Grisham or or John Grisham or or Tom Clancy. We, we don't have those anymore. Yeah, I was I was telling Carlos that. I don't know when we were talking about it. How we that they don't. There's no more movies like that in theaters anymore. And if they if they do come out, they they bomb. Yeah, because the audience. I mean, the the movie going audience. I I, I mean, here, I've said this before. Um, I think we live in the post cinema age i love movies yeah but for the most part to me movies are dead um it's video games and vr technology that's going to take us uh i think video games are where movies were in the 1920s and it was with yeah. the advent of sound in 1927 that changed everything we have video games and video games are incredibly sophisticated but I, I this is so weird to even mention. I, I can't believe I'm going to bring this up. I had this dream, not last night, but the night before. It was the most vivid. I I, I usually have going to going to sleep for me is a, a a crazy phantasmagoria of my imagination running amok. But so the other night, I dreamt that I had the new Apple Vision, whatever. Oh yeah. And so I was playing a game that was like in los angeles but wherever you were in los angeles everything that you saw was overlaid with other things so you'd look at a building but it would look like you're in a post-apocalyptic situation oh, 
So you're walking down the street. It's the street that you're walking down, but everything about it, what you're seeing is not real. You're, everything is overlaid with something else. Like you're looking at a post-apocalyptic environment. It's all like AR, but and that's all you can see. So you're looking at the real world, but the real world with an overlay of post-apocalypticness. And I'm like, and I got involved in all these shenanigans. And it was in my dream. I'm like, this was the this epic. It was like being a, a part of the Stephen King's The Dark Tower or something. And I'm like, yeah. and when I woke up, I woke up in the morning and I was like sweating and breathless. Like, what have I been running for the last eight hours? <laughs> you know, with this glass. And, and but that's where gaming is going to take us. You'll be able to put on like you and your friends are going to have experiences that are actually in the real world, but they're going to have a sheen of vr unreality in front of them so like if you're standing you can go to the beach but on the beach you'll look around and you'll see like wrecked aircraft carriers they're not really there but in your vision they will be you know or whatever you're and and that's i had this dream about i'm like fuck man that's gonna be awesome i'm like because i woke (laughs) up thinking that was actually real like this is the way it's gonna be man we're going to be able to like, like put on these glasses and see, you know, it's like in uh they live when Rowdy Roddy Piper puts oh, on, yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if that's what it's going to be like, except it's going to be the reverse. When you put on the glasses, you see the fake world, not the real world. <laughs> and you'll be able to function in it. And you and your friends, like when you look at your best buddy, he'll be all tricked out and super like starship troopers armor with, you know, whatever. And even though he's wearing a, a, a t-shirt and shorts, and flip-flops he's gonna look like and you're gonna be like are you ready to go man he'll be like, yeah we're ready to go and you're like all right i mean and that i had this dream and i'm like i want to live in that world and we're all just and we're already kind of living there anyway we don't believe that the real world exists but all you're gonna oh, have to yeah. do is put on that google glass you know and they'll know where you're at and you'll just be like i'm never taking these off <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic did were you a fan of x-files Oh, dude. Yeah. Did, Don't get did, me started. Did you, do you remember that episode where they put on the, uh, there was a video game that they were, that they were testing out yep. and they put on the goggles and they were in like this real world shooting. That's what you yep. made me just think of right now. For, I think that episode was called first person shooter. First person shooter. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, a, hu- I'm a huge X-Files fan. Same here. Same huge here. X-Files fan. And as a matter of fact, I mean, it, it, it's pretty interesting because the, there's an actual real organization that exists. I don't know if you guys know, but it's, it's called BlackRock. Have you heard of no. BlackRock? I've heard of BlackRock. Uh, okay, so there are two. BlackRock was started by a guy named, I think his name is Larry Fink. BlackRock just started 20 years ago as an investment firm. $5 million or something. Now it is worth trillions of dollars. BlackRock is a company that literally owns, they just invest money, but they're the most powerful organization on planet Earth. They're in business with the Chinese. They they literally own part of everything. Huh. Everything. If there is alien technology, <laughs> they're bankrolling it. <laughs> and and, and uh, when you start reading about BlackRock or watching YouTube videos about BlackRock, you can't even believe the only bummer is is that so they have all this money. It's not like they're trying to build a uh, an orbital platform where we can all go and live. 
like one of those Gundam bases aside. You know, they're not doing any of that. They're they're just getting rich. Small group of people getting rich. But they they they're totally. If they were to make X Files now, BlackRock would totally be the villains. They would be the, they're conspiring with the aliens. They're getting all the technology. They hired the alien bounty hunter. You know, to come down and put the thing in people's necks. yeah yeah. <laughs> you know that, that that I mean it's true. And um, they probably they're probably going to come after me because I've mentioned them on a live stream. I got to ruin Robert. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so do you believe in aliens well that's a that's a loaded question i believe I, that there's, I believe that there's life in the universe do i believe that we are being visited by aliens and uaps probably i mean mm -hmm. I, I i it it wouldn't surprise me but again the the um here's 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 my biggest problem with the idea that aliens are here we humans, we believe that the creator of all things, God, the creator of the infinitude of the cosmos, is particularly interested in us. If you look at how big the universe is, like it's when you start talking about just one galaxy, there are billions of galaxies. When you start really delving into how large the universe is, it's infant. It, you can't even comprehend it. Like you, you if you sit down, you. But yet we believe that the creator of all of that, we're not even in the middle of our own galaxy. If you're a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fan, you know that we're in the western spiral arm of the uncharted end, of, or the uncharted end of the western spiral arm. We're not even in the center of anything. And yet we believe that the creator of the universe is, is looking at each thing we do every day. We human beings, we have such a self a sense of self-importance. We're so entitled. <laughs> we believe we're the most important people in the universe, which has always cracked me up. So that's why I like, so for those of you who don't know, or might not know, there was a trailer that was dropped for the Netflix um, event. We got the trailer for One Piece, the anime, but there was a trailer mm -hmm. dropped for the three-body problem that Weiss and Benioff, who created the tv series game of thrones that's our new show the three body problem is um uh based on a the first book in a three a trilogy of books by uh and i can't pronounce his name but a chinese author and the books are um the three body problem the dark forest and death's end i think and it's it's called the remembrance of earth's past and so the three-body problem, which, by the way, uh, the Chinese already made a, a great, a 30-episode miniseries that you can watch on YouTube right now. It's on the Tencent channel. Um, so they adapted this, this series. And there's a lot to it, but, but basically Earth discovers that there's an alien race called the Trisolarans that are coming to Earth to invade us. But they're not going to be here for 400 years because that's how long it takes to traverse the cosmos. And it's all about our response to this. And it's the three books are fantastic. If you guys want to read a great trilogy of science fiction novels, um, The Three-Body Problem, the first book, won the Hugo Award in 2014, I think. Okay. Maybe. Almost 10 years ago. Fucking great. It's so good. And it's so... 
And the second book, The Dark Forest, refers to the dark forest hypothesis, which is about, basically states that if you're, if you're a sophisticated, intelligent civilization, the last thing in the world you want to do is broadcast your location to the universe. Hmm. Because you don't know in the dark forest of the universe, who's out there? Somebody's yeah. out there that's more powerful than you. You know, and and so don't do that. And yet we, of course, when we first broadcast the first, it, you saw it in uh, Robert Zemeckis' Contact, the first signal that was ever broadcast from Earth was the opening of the 1936 Berlin yeah. Olympics. That was the very oh, first right. with uh, with Adolf Hitler, that, and which was great. Yeah. When the aliens were in contact in the beginning, they send back a signal, look, it's, it's Hitler, <laughs> because that was the first signal that was bounced into space. But can you imagine since 1936, all we've done is broadcast our location. Come here. Come to <laughs> Earth. We're, hey, well, let's party. We have water. We have plenty of human beings you can eat. It's all good. So, I mean, look, I want to I believe. I want to believe the UAPs and all the crazy technology. I want to believe. I want to believe it's real. I want to I meet an alien, man. Wouldn't that be cool? I want to meet an alien too. I'd show him my Hot Toys figures. What do you think, dude? <laughs> Look, what do you think of this so-so or Susu? <laughs> what do you think of this rogue? It's a pretty dope figure, man. I love it, and I really appreciate the uh, the leather jacket. And and if you have her steal Carol Danvers' powers uh, using my Hot Toys figure, like in Avengers Annual Ten, they both have the same kind of leather jackets. They can swap jackets. Hmm. That's what you want to do. That's actually true. I know, right? I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, shit, he's right. <laughs> yeah, the Carol, because the, Carol Danvers, the first Carol Danvers comes with, I mean, the first Hot Toys figure of Captain Marvel comes with that leather jacket. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I'm sure people are watching this going, what is, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> nah. nah. What are you going to do? So, let's see. Hot toy. So I know you have how many hot toys you have. Do you know the amount, the actual amount? No, I don't. And I there's still a few in John Campy's office I need to get. I probably have a hundred. Oh, that's oh. pretty good. A hundred hot toys figures, probably. Um, no. I probably have three or four hundred six scale figures. I think. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, I mean, but you can see, like, even even just right here, like, for instance, um, so there's Vampirella. There's uh, Walter Kovacs. I bought two so-so uh, Rorschachs because I needed the Walter Kovacs holding the end is nigh sign, and then I needed to have Rorschach. And then here's a custom Kingdom Come Superman. That's a sta Sandman statue. Oh, there's also Al Pacino as Vincent Hanna from Heat. There's ooh, ooh. there's Robert De Niro as uh, Neil Neil from Heat when he's walking out of the bank with the with the uh, money. There's another. Oh, actually, that's Walter Kovacs. What am I looking? Okay, Walter Kovacs. That's Vincent. Yeah. So Vincent Hanna's here, the Al Pacino. But I've got I've got, and then of course my my six scale supergroup: Hendrix, Bowie, uh, Eddie, Freddie Mercury, Prince. This is actually from Falcon and Winter Soldier, but there's John Lennon and Elvis back there too. 
Uh, this is uh, what's his face, Wyatt Wyatt Russell playing a U.S. agent. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, I just haven't moved it. But you know, there's there's so many, and there's of course General Kenobi, an early uh, collaboration with Hot Toys and Sideshow from Clone Wars. I mean, I look around. I've got Ebony Maw over there. I've got Sabretooth. I got Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. These are figures that aren't even anywhere. You know, Judge, this, I, a friend of mine or one of my viewers sent this to me years ago, and I finally opened her up. Oh, uh, that's an awesome oh figure. Yeah, that's Judge awesome. Anderson from yeah. the Carl Urban Judge Dredd. This figure is dope, by the yeah. way. All the, the yep. accessories, so cool. Do you have the Dredd to go with it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay, but they did make a lawmaster for that dread that and I also have a great figure of the Sylvester Stallone uh Judge Dread, which is I like that movie. That's a good movie. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. And then of course, you know, I mean I I I I, I like this oh, one my geez. favorite. Yeah, I, oh. I love this figure. This a, a lot of people don't. I mean, I this th this to me is one of the great uh hot toys figures, the engineering of the wings and the Anthony Mackie likeness. It's so, it's so cool. I love it. Do you have the Venom and Carnage? You know, I, I have to tell you, I don't. But I, I, I keep huge. wanting to get them because they're dope. And here's the thing. I, I was never, I was never in the comics. I never liked Venom and I never liked Carnage. Oh, wow. <laughs> but that, was, that was a personal preference. But the figures, yeah. the figures the are just great. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I'll buy, I'll buy a bad I'll buy a figure I don't like if the figure uh, a character I don't like. I mean, I think Venom and Carn. I mean, the thing about Venom is, you know, the 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 symbiote was introduced in Secret Wars. Yeah, right. And and the symbiote was cool, but when they made it Venom, it got it was too goofy for me. And uh, but the figure and the you know the movies got a charm. Both of them have a certain <laughs> charm to them. But to have both of them like fighting, they look great on a shelf. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. That's cool. And the thing is, collectors want, look, no one collects anything. Um, every collector wants somebody to look at their collection and go, Oh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. For sure. And when you can put Venom and Carnage together, that's some shelf presence right there. Do you have any Hot Toys vehicles? Yes. Okay. So, well, the ones that Hot Toys themselves made? Yeah. I have the 89 Batmobile. Yeah. And I have, uh, I'm waiting on the DeLorean. I never got the original DeLorean. Um, but for Jazz Inc., I oh, have geez. I have the 66 Batmobile. That looks awesome. I have the, it's amazing. I have the Millennium Falcon cockpit. I yeah. have the Luke's Land Speeder from Star Wars. And, I didn't know they did uh, that. Yeah, it was early on. It's very cool. I have oh. that. Um, I have the, the Snow Speeder should be, uh, I'm supposed to get my Snow Speed. It's supposed to ship on July 7th. Yeah. My snow speeder, which I'm gonna hang right, right, like right above me where I'm sitting right now. Um, and then the Batwing. You have the Batwing. No, 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 it's coming. Oh, gee, I, that's it, one I wanted to get. Yeah, it's coming. Um uh there the, the stuff's great. And I do have the uh I've got half the Millennium Falcon cargo section, and I was gonna get the rest of it, but it's it's like where what am I gonna where's it gonna go? Yeah. Um, but I really like six scale, I mean like i was telling you guys earlier before the show the growing up as a kid in the 70s the gi joes were 12 scale they were i mean a uh, six scale they were 12 inch figures and they all had vehicles lots of vehicles yeah, and did. it was it was awesome i mean it was so cool 
And I think, you know, I understand why the reason I bought the Burt Warden, Adam West, Batman and Robin back in like when 2015, when Hot Toys it was around them, there, yeah, because they were going to release the Batmobile. And yeah, that I was all the prototypes at Comic-Con. Yeah, they were at Comic-Con. But the Jazz Inc. Batmobile is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I did pre-order the Bat Cycle. You know, they put up the Bat Cycle. From, I didn't know that. Yeah, they just put up. It's die cast. I'm debating on getting that Batman Forever Batmobile. Dude, you know what? I haven't pulled the trigger on that, but it's dope. It looks good. So with it lights up and I, you know, getting and and I the sonar Batman and Robin will be will be available, I think. So I I do want to get them. I don't have them. I didn't order them, but I I want to get. See, the thing is now I think it's easier to get Hot Toys figures than it used to be. A lot of the older yeah. ones are gone. They but now they make more so it's the, if you, they look great, the, the Batman Forever ones, they you just cannot articulate them. No, no, you can't. And that's, I mean, if I can put them in the Batmobile, but I think it only seats one, right? The Bat. Seats- oh yeah, you're right. I think it is. I don't remember I, now. Yeah, I think it only. But you can have Robin riding on the tail or whatever. <laughs> you can ride my tail anytime, <laughs> Batman. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if Jazz Inc. did. I, I didn't care for the Batman and Robin Batmobile, but I would still want it. And then not only that, Robin's Redbird. Mm. I oh, love the shoot, bike. Yeah. The bike yeah, but so I nice. mean, I'll tell you something. I would rather have the Val Kilmer because that bat cycle's dope from the 60s. And and I would put the sonar Batman Batman and, and, and Robin. One? Yeah, only because it it's so cool. I mean, that bat cycle's so cool. But the problem is that these six scale vehicles, like that's the I can't believe anyone even made a six scale snow speeder and hot toys did make the snow speeder Luke. I mean the snow speeder pilot Luke, which is a great figure. And, yeah, and the right. thing about that is, is what's so great about that vehicle, the snow speeder and the bat wing is they both lend themselves to hanging from a ceiling and anyone who walks into a room. Oh yeah. You know, whether it's your media room, like I was thinking about, Elizabeth, my girlfriend, she's like, you're not going to hang the snow speeder in our movie room. I'm like, yeah, but it would be badass, wouldn't it? You walk in, you walk in, there's everybody would smile. The whole point of owning something that big is so people can look at it. You know, when I was uh, still on the John Campy show, I opened that six scale uh, 66 Batmobile in his office. And we had it when you open the door to the studio, you saw that Batmobile. And I, every morning, I, I left it there in the office. I mean, I have it here now, but I left it in the office. And every time I walked in, I looked at it and went, God damn, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I was mine's the only my, one. Mine's my centerpiece. Mine's my centerpiece, like, right in front of me. My Batmobile. My 89 Batmobile. Uh, you have the Hot Toys? I have the Hot Toys one. That's that's one of my, like, By the way, big display pieces. How great is that? I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, and there's so many different ways you can display it too. I know you can have the guns up. You can, yeah. I mean, you can have the things out. It's so cool, and that's and a, that cockpit, the sliding oh, thing. Yeah. That's great. It's, it's it's really great. Do you think the uh, the new one is just a repaint? No, no, no. They're actually going to make it even more accurate. The Jazz Inc. Uh, oh, oh, you mean the, no, the, Hot, the Hot, Toys. Hot Toys one? Yeah. No, I think they're going to go in and retool it. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. I don't think they're going to do it. You don't think so? Not after the underperformance of the, fl- oh, the Flash. Oh, yeah. 
but I mean, I know a lot of people missed out on it. So it's, I mean, it's an opportunity for a lot of people to, to get it, but I, you could be right. You could be right. I mean, you know, I, the, the stuff, I mean, maybe they'll make it. Um, but I think that, you know, jazz Inc, the fact that Warner Brothers jazz Inc gave, so you have a company like jazz, Inc, a, a, a father son company in the Netherlands, they were making fan made stuff, star Wars environments and vehicles um, the fact that they went and got a license from Warner Brothers. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. They Whoa. they they weren't. They were totally unlicensed. Whoa. And somebody at Warner Brothers came after them or whatever because they were making the Zack Snyder Justice League um, Batmobile. And then they, they went to Warner Brothers. And I look, I have no evidence to support this. But from what I understand was that Zack Snyder was instrumental in somehow prodding warner brothers they said Zack snyder was like this is so cool and and i think one of the reasons that first of all they don't have a license to make star wars stuff and it's freaking disney and disney's never gone after them i think the reason that disney has never gone after them and again this is pure conjecture pure theory on my part is that jazz inc is making support uh accessories for hot toys Oh, that's, I mean, I've heard that. I've heard that. You know, and I don't know if that's true or not. You yeah, know, I've just a that. theory. You know, that because Hot Toys was going to make a Millennium Falcon cockpit, and they didn't. I remember seeing that at Comic Con. Absolutely, yeah. and and it's like what the Jazz Inc. I mean, you have you have people YouTubers like Denobi who ripped uh, Jazz Inc. up one side and down the other for not making it an entirely screen accurate Millennium Falcon cockpit. As somebody who uh, understands that none of this stuff is real and 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 i get it you want i'm i'm a stickler for ac accuracy but i yeah. grew up building the amt starship enterprise model i must have built 20 of them in my life and burned them up and they were never accurate right but they were close enough yeah the the jazz inc millennium falcon cockpit when you plug that thing in and light it up turn on those lights it's awesome I mean, with all of that background and you look, I don't think as a grown man with one foot in the grave, when I plug that thing in, I felt like I was eight, or actually I was 10 when I first got Star Wars figures. I felt like I was 10 years old again going, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen with the fabric seats and stuff. And I had bought that Han Solo and Chewbacca two pack and that was the only place to get the headphones. You know, oh, when they're okay. flying the Falcon. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And to put those figures in, it's like, come on, dude. What do you, what do you think about that, uh, Chewbacca? It's all right. I mean, it's, look. The head bulb, right? It's it's a little weird. Yeah. But but here's the thing. No one's ever been able to make a great Chewbacca. I mean, the Kenner 12-inch Chewbacca was a just a – but it's all right. I mean, I get it. It's a hard thing to duplicate six scale <laughs> but i like it it's fine i mean yeah. the thing the thing about something like that is i understand and i guess coming from the chewbacca's i had in the past you know they 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 were first just hard plastic that was the first when kenner was making their first 12 inch figures it was luke kenobi vader boba fett r2 and 3po none of them were accurate you know and they made chewbacca as a as a big hard plastic yeah. figure with his <laughs> right. bandolier and all that and then kenner made a chewbacca in like the late 90s early aughts 
or but was it Hasbro then? Not exactly great. I mean, it looked like uh, it might as well have been Fozzie Bear. <laughs> it was just a brown. So I think that the the Hot Toys Chewbacca is as close. So they did the young Chewbacca and then the Force Awakens Chewbacca. They're f- all right. They're yeah. not perfect. But you know what? When you put them in that Jazz Inc. cockpit, oh, yeah. everyone knows yeah, what exactly. that is. Yeah. People are like, yeah, man. That's, that's, uh, I mean, and that's the funny thing. Like, we want, it's difficult because you have to take into, nowadays, everybody wants everything to be perfect. Right. But when you're, when you're taking something and reducing it by, you know, down to one sixth, it's hard. It's hard to, that's why when I look at something like this, I mean, when I see, when I see a figure with this kind of quality, when I was a kid growing up, if I knew that I would grow up and be a middle-aged man buying toys still, and I could, if I knew that something like this would have existed when I was like eight, this would have been the greatest thing ever. Like, because <laughs> I collected superhero figures when I was a kid and nothing like this. Come on. What is your favorite hot toy? Okay. That's, uh, it's funny that you ask. <laughs> My favorite hot toy, which has changed, but my favorite hot toy will always be Vito Corleone from The Godfather. Oh, okay. It's the one where you sit in the chair? Yeah. Now, yeah. what's what's interesting is, like, Damn Toys made that figure, too. Mm-hmm. But, and also, Enterbay made that figure. That's right. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, Enterbay made one. and But at the time, and the Hot Toys one comes in this really cool big box with velvet on the front of it, only because I love The Godfather, and I never thought, like... Hot Toys made like the crow. I love the crow figure. Oh, the, they used to make all, the crow figures great. You know, Eric Draven comes with the crow. Uh, that's a great Hot Toys used to make these cool people forget, but they made a whole line of Rocky figures. Yeah, they're not the greatest, but yeah, they're still, yeah, and, they did. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, they were. I, uh, the last one I, I, uh, I sold my Yvonne Drago. Uh, I got rid of it by which I shouldn't have, but they still did that and they used to. When you know the, I first started buying Hot Toys figure. The, I have the very first Hot Toy figure they ever made, which was well, before they were a company. That is the director. <laughs> it's George Lucas. The very I, first Hot Toy figure they made was they made uh, the director, and they made um, Tom Cruise. Oh. I want to say from is it, I, maybe it was Top Gun. Yeah, I think it was Top Gun. Yeah, and those were those were not licensed figures. And the first licensed figures Hot Toys made, and I want to say I bought them in 2004, they made the Predator and they made Alien. Alien. They made so many aliens. Yeah, and they were called they were called action figure kits because they couldn't call them action figures because other companies had licensed them out already. Yeah. So like you when you get the 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 first Hot Toys Predator came this big wide box mm-hmm. and you had to put the mesh on that figure and it was a nightmare because you had to make sure you didn't tear it as you were putting yeah. it all together so those are the first hot toys like i used to have all of the um uh the colonial marines from aliens i still have the ripley the power loader yeah but the colonial marines they didn't have the likeness rights so they all kind of look like the characters but not really but the the suits the costumes are are really really cool did they ever redo the power load i remember seeing uh, they were going to they never did they made a ripley from alien yeah but they never went back in and 
Yeah. I, I remember they were going to make a, uh, I don't remember if they made a vulture from, from the uh, Spider-Man. They mm-hmm. haven't yet. They were going to, they, they, yeah. but uh, Jazz Inc. did, Hey, can you guys give me two minutes and I'll yeah. stop talking yeah. for two minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. 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 yeah I can go on all day about hot toys. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't know hot toys made uh, Godfather and, yeah, like all the uh, musicians he has, I was like blown away. I was like, "What?" Yeah, when I got into collecting, um, a buddy of mine who sold Hot Toys. That's how I got introduced to Hot Toys. Um, I I told I found I knew a guy who collected Hot Toys, and then I told him I was like, "Dude, you got to get into these Hot Toys." And then he started buying collections, and then um, and that's how he that's why I started seeing like a bunch of the different ones. That's why I got a lot of rare ones, dude, in storage. I have uh, hmm. Leonidas from three hundred, which is pretty rare. Um, I have, I think this Christopher Reeve Supermans are pretty rare. I have the Hellboy ones, the original Hellboy ones. Uh, I have a lot of Predators. Dude, I have a lot, man. I have a lot in storage. Yeah, good so stuff. So let's see. <clears throat> what, so I know you, I know you collect Hot Toys, and I don't think I've ever asked you this or even know this. So like Mr. Syntactic, though, do you collect or do you like Mezco? Me? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, if you, if dude, I bought some of Mezco's 112s, some of their first figures. Um, I have the Frankenstein, I have the Judge Dread, I have all the Dark Knight Returns ones. Um, I think there's one I'm missing though, actually. But I have their their early 112. I stopped collecting the 112s when their prices started going up. But okay, because <clears throat> I know, I know, I think I knew you had a Batman, but. Anything else? Like I don't think I knew that you had anything else besides Batman. No, yeah, I have, I have, um, I have some Marvel ones too. I have, uh, I know I have a Logan, Old Man Logan. I have a web, I have a, a X Force Wolverine. I have a Black Suit Spider Man. I have a comic version Spider Man. I have Halloween, the first Halloween. I have a Freddy. I have a Pennywise. Ooh, I think I have a Jason too. Sorry about that. My dogs are going nuts. I'm like, <laughs> no, what's going on no, out no there? Problem, no problem. <laughs> so. The other, uh, there's a question here that I was asking Raf because do you uh, do you like Mezco? Do you have any Mezco stuff? The the one twelve figures. I thought I yeah. saw a crow back there. Uh, I have um, uh, I have movie figures, so I've got okay the Mezco stuff. I have a few Moon Knights. Oh, nice. Um, I have the anything from movies. So I have Clockwork Orange, Dawn of the Dead, The Warriors. Ooh. Dawn of the Dead too. the Dead one. I want that two pack. I the Dawn of the Dead two pack because Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies in the world. Great so I had movie. It. And those those figures are really good. Yeah, the accessories are great. I really love them. I love the boxes they come in. The Warriors four pack. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, comes in a metal tin. Mm-hmm. So oh, when you take cool. the figures out, the tin itself is a display piece. Yeah, which is. I keep looking around. I've got. I'm moving stuff around all the time, but. Because I'm going to do a panel. We're going to do a panel show called The Imagination Connoisseurs. And um, it's we're going to launch it short, shortly. So I'm moving stuff around so I can broadcast from different camera angles and stuff. But Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A, uh, a Danger Diabolic or Diabolic. They made a Diabolic figure. Um, you know, it's funny. I I almost... those I wanted to get the Mafex. I, I wanted to get all the X-Men. And so. b- between all the 12 scale X-Men from all the different companies. <laughs> and I, I started looking into it. I'm like, I can't fucking, 
<laughs> because you know what? I mean, the, the problem with the Mezco figures are even the you're looking at still for one figure, you get a really premium figure. It's still like $120. Yeah. Yep. And it's a 12 scale figure. I'm like, I can't, I can't justify that because if you buy, even with shipping, if you buy a 12 scale or six scale figure from, yeah. from a, uh, oh, see, I, I, right. That's Fabric. the best gambit. That's the best yeah. gambit figure in this that, scale. Yeah. I mean, that gambit figure is that, so that's, that's Mezco. No, no, the Mezco one doesn't even come close. This is Mafex. Oh, yeah. The Mafex. I mean, you look at that stuff. I wanted all the X-Men and I, then I, they just kept making more of them. And I'm like, God yeah. damn it. I, and I, I almost, the only thing that would have got me to jump into 12 scale is the X-Men. And, mm -hmm. and they made, I mean, you have Deadpool, you have to, the white outfit, Deadpool and the thing. And, then, and I'm like, but they have made all the villains. You could get a great apocalypse. You could get yeah. great Magneto. They, yeah. And I wanted to have a whole, and then I'm like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't. It's too much. It's too much. And it's expensive, too. It is really expensive. And ultimately, they make a lot more figures than they do in six scale mm -hmm. because they, they'll go, they make all the comic versions of the figures. Yeah. And once you go comic, then you're, you know, yeah, they, you they, they did um, uh, Magneto Age of Apocalypse. I don't know if they made any other characters, but if they would have gone into that line, I probably would have gotten all the characters. Yeah. And, and when do you stop? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just I, I and the funny thing at the end of the day is is um who cares <laughs> you know it, <laughs> i care but but at the end of the day um you know if i don't have kids of my own elizabeth has two daughters which i've sort of raised in a way um if i had kids it would have been fun to buy toys and have great displays and work with your kids to make the displays. Yeah. That was, they can't yeah, touch yeah. the figures. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. to make the displays, you know, so they would be in on it. And it was funny because that's kind of what I thought I was doing. I was married before and, and I, my, my ex-wife just didn't want kids. And I was like, but I am a kid. You married a kid <laughs> in a, an adult's body. Like, and, and it, it, I always thought that that would be the fun thing but of course i'd be one of the annoying dads who had kids that had nothing had no interest in the stuff i was interested in tonight we're gonna watch star trek no dad do we have to yes <laughs> yes we do so that sounds like my son and I, actually um yeah i mean it's it's but but you know all the stuff you can get now i i mean i'm not a transformers fan but i i kind of wanted to i mean not that i'm not a fan but they were a little i was too old when they first started but I wanted to buy that Unicron. <laughs> I'm going to hang it above my head. It's awesome. <laughs> now the Tomy, I ordered the Tomy Enterprise, you know, the one 350 scale. Now they got the back, the one tenth scale back to the future. Oh, geez. I'm yeah. like, Jeez. but then there's the one eighth scale DeLorean. But then again, I need the, they're, you know, they're retooling the, that DeLorean from back to the future too. Cause it was breaking or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've always wanted the original DeLorean. I have Marty and Doc Brown, but I want that flying DeLorean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I saw somebody, a friend of mine showed me or sent me a link. Somebody made an, a different stand for it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a really great, it's like, it's like 75 bucks. It's made out of Lucite, but instead of having curved, it sits flat and it's an awesome, I mean, that's another thing. 
the all hmm. the customized stuff you can buy yeah rooted oh, hair yeah. uh, it's so cool you know and 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 i the, the well like even like, even like this freddie mercury uh that's a fison body and the company that made this just made the head sculpt and the the um clothes so hmm. you had to buy a fison body to put it in there and, mm -hmm. and it's it's awesome this prince is a custom it's one of only 30 and it was this is this is this is the most expensive action figure i own um and i'd seen somebody it's a great custom and the guy who made it made this is actually number one of 30 nice and i was looking for this and it was it was twenty four hundred dollars. Whoa! I know, right? And I, but I'm a huge fanatical Prince fan, and somehow it popped up on my Facebook page, and I was like, "No way!" This was back <laughs> when I had money, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And I wrote the guy, and and I like sent him a deposit because I didn't have like twenty four hundred dollars to spend on a goddamn action figure. Like, and by the way, don't tell Elizabeth that figure cost. She she would fucking scalp me. She'd take exactly, a, yeah. Butcher knife. <laughs> You know, she would shoot Indians of the Plains, take my scalp and nail it to the bathroom wall or something. Don't ever tell her that. But um, I had to have it. So I did pay it off. The guy let me pay it off over time. But it's an it's awesome. But now that, of course, So So Toys is making a print. Yeah. But I don't think the face sculpt is as good. I don't think it's as good as this one. But yeah. um, and, you know, this is my six scale band. I don't know why I'm obsessed. I ordered the the. um ryan gosling from la la land the oh, nice. zeb figure because he comes what? with yeah well yeah they, because he comes with a piano i need a keyboardist a bass player and a drummer <laughs> <laughs> i got enough guitarists <laughs> so i mean i'm i am gonna get kurt cobain from uh from okay there you, go. Way. you gotta have kurt oh cobain. yeah that, that yeah, i have that on pre order because yeah. because yeah what i want to do is i want to have him sitting like the mtv acoustic show yeah oh. and he's gonna be sitting there and i want all these guys to be surrounding him like yeah man you're awesome <laughs> you know i didn't get into into customs until i started uh really getting into justin's uh um reviews because uh, oh, i yeah. i just got it back into hot toys probably about either a year ago or less than a year ago because i used to collect them a few years back and i quit and i just went into regular six inch action figures and i just got back into hot toys again i'm going full force but um I, I looked into some of the head sculpts that he he gets from. Oh yeah, uh, and it's expensive. Oh dude, I mean some of that rooted hair stuff and the, the yeah, like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, he's you have to. There's a guy who makes the sculpts, and then you gotta he charges a certain amount. Then you gotta send it to somebody to paint it, and then that's another. You know, it's like a a few hundred dollars just for a just for a head sculpt, and I'm like, oh man, but they look so good. Yeah, there's. I mean, there. It depends what. You know, it depends how much you like like the figure. Yeah, and as, as I've always said, it it, it I mean, it, the real, the real question is why do we like action figures? What do they represent to us? What does it do for you? Like I've had a lot of people. I I'll tell you a funny story. Like twenty five years ago, I'm in my mid twenties. There was a girl I really really liked, and she comes over. We were kind of dating, but she'd never been to my apartment before. And she come, I lived, I lived right inside Beverly Hills, <laughs> nice apartment, but it wasn't, you know, she comes to my apartment and I had all of the uh, playmates, like they weren't six scale. They were a little bigger than Mego, but I had all the playmates, Star Trek figures on these Ikea Billy bookshelves, all really nicely organized. 
and she was completely freaked out that I had <laughs> action figures. Yeah. And not only that, she was just freaked out by dolls in general. Oh, okay. And and let's just say it was a great night. <laughs> then 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 the next morning, the next morning she says to me, she goes, I don't think I can come over here again. Oh my God. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I just am really it's not that you have these figures. I can't deal with the fact that these I feel these figures are looking at me. And she was truly wigged out, not by the fact that I was a grown man that had figures, but that these figures, like she couldn't deal with all of them at one time. Like the way she I never thought of them because I just see them as individual characters. Right. But in her mind, there was an entire Billy bookshelf, and each shelf had different crews. You had Deep Space Nine, you had Star Trek, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. And and she was completely freaked out by this. She never came to my apartment again. <laughs> Needless to say, that relationship didn't last very long. But but yeah. but she, it was funny because she made me realize that, that oh, I mean, come on. How yeah, fantastic. My, my wife gets my I can't have any collectibles in the house, but this one freaks out my wife. Are you in the garage too? I'm in the garage too. Yeah. We're all in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The man cave. Exactly. <laughs> we all have our names. This is the Robservatory. Yeah, the, it's like a bond layer. The whole thing opens up and you can see in the stars. Oh, it's a damn garage, man. There's spiders in here. <laughs> I like it. It's it's a nice I mean, I, I come in here and my I feel like at peace. I do. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I mean, I'm always moving stuff around, which it was a, it's a, it's there's so much stuff in here. It's kind of a mess, but it's slowly yeah. but surely. I mean, I I have my in-arts joker, my deluxe joker. I'm just going to ask you if you had any in-arts. Oh yeah, I've got the Joker because that's the only one that's come out so far. Uh, yeah, they're doing a, uh, the Pennywise is out. I think I could be wrong. No, I, I don't know. I, I that I didn't order, but I okay. love. So I have the Joker. Uh, um, so when Justin came to the In Arts event in Vegas, I went and I was going to go with him to Vegas, yeah. but I had a family deal I had to deal with. But um, so when he was taking pictures of all the In Arts stuff, I was able to hold all of it, and they had a an Aragorn prototype. So oh. they had they had Bruce Wayne, they had Gandalf, they had Aragorn, they had Pennywise, they had the Joker. And it was so funny because I looked at the Joker box. And I'm like, there's no way that you're going to. And sure enough, there it is. It's right over there. I couldn't believe the way they had the head sculpts, the, the rooted hair in these capsules. Yeah. These clear. I was like, that's dope. Are you going to. And and I, I the funny thing is, is all of those. And I'll tell you which one I love the most was the regular Bruce Wayne from the Batman, you know, the Battenson. Yeah. I don't know what fabric they made his overcoat out of, but it was one of the best feeling pieces of fabric. I, w- I was just like, I just like feeling this in my hand. Like, <laughs> this. And, and, and it was, it was so funny because even the Aragorn, when I was looking at the Aragorn and it wasn't quite right, that's why they wouldn't let Justin review it he took pictures and did all of but because it wasn't perfect i'm like but this i mean your imperfections is another man's perfection i mean this and and the thing here's the thing about in arts they were all so good but at the end of the day (laughs) they're still just six scale figures yeah and it's like okay i in my star wars figures like i have when when hasbro was a canon i don't remember if i think it was hasbro in the late 90s, when they started making six scale uh, Star Wars figures again, Hasbro did. And they weren't, 
you know, in their Hasbro way, waxy faces mm -hmm. and all that. But they made characters that Hot Toys would never make, like Chancellor Valorum. Like I have a Chancellor Valorum figure. And all all they used to make, they, they were the first people to make a six-scale Grand Moff Tarkin. And so I would have them intermixed with other, uh, first the Sideshow figures, then Hot Toys, Star Wars figures. And and like they made Queen Amidala in, in all of her headdresses. Mm -hmm. And they were cool because she had the Kabuki uh, makeup on. So you could display them all together. And when you're looking at a display, a tableau, and someone just walks in and goes, oh, man, Star Wars, cool. No one's complaining like, well, that uh, Queen Amidala face sculpt is not as good as the Hot Toys Tarkin. I mean, you know, it's not as nobody cares. <laughs> all they're all that we care. And and of course, if other action figure collectors come in, well, why, is, why are you rocking that? Why don't you have the banners? <laughs> why are you mixing and matching? But but oh, yeah. but if you're just doing a display for for <laughs> presence, you know, it's 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 uh, to me, I mean, I have a lot of figures. They're not great, but like I have a Nicolas Cage from Face Off. I, I saw at which I got 12 years ago, 13 years ago. So it's good. Came with all yeah. the accessories, Caster, Troy uh, from Face Off. They're ma somebody's making another one. But for the time, like I have a um a bruce willis from die hard with a vengeance now, i i got it in 2003 2004 it's not good but it's the only die hard with a vengeance exactly. figure that i have you know and now like like i think that the uh, neil mccauley and the vincent hannah the heat figures from present toys they're pretty good like yeah. you, you know hot toys is never going to make these figures probably not so so um to have a, a, a decent third party uh, company make figures like this is pretty cool. So that I love movie figures from just movies that I like. Have you been so to you have... No, go ahead, Carlos. Oh, uh, say... <clears throat> so do you own the crow hot toy? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great oh, figure. Yeah. I've been telling this guy he doesn't own hot toys, but he's a he's a big crow fan. I told him you gotta either get the Hot Toys one or the Sideshow one six scale, one or the other. He's a big Crow fan, and I settled on the Mezco one. <laughs> oh, no, the the Hot Toys figure is great. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, <sighs> it's really that's, really that's, good. That's my like. That's my dive into Hot Toys. Is that's the I want. There's a bunch of Spider Man ones I want, but the Crow it has to be my first one because that's one of my all time favorite movies. Well, the, and the crow, great film. Next year, it celebrates mm -hmm. its 30th anniversary. Yep. Um, um, the the cause sideshow just is putting one out, or they just they they already did. But yeah. it's not, it looks great, but it doesn't look anything like the Hot Toys. Yeah, movie. the Hot Toys figures, and you, I don't think the Hot Toys figure is that expensive. I don't think it's it went up in price that like I don't think the no. value went went crazy. All I can tell you is that Eric Draven Hot Toy figure. It's so great because. You can pose him with his guitar and he's yeah. with his hands going like this with the crow behind. It's invest the money. He comes with the hole in the hand. Yeah, I know. did see that. Yeah, the, the insert has the window display, so you can. Yeah, have it really yeah. does. So it looks. Yeah, it, it's it's a fantastic figure. I yeah. think the cheapest I found it on, I think eBay is the only place I've been able to find something. I think it's hot because I asked Raph like, "Hey, is this the sideshow or is this the hot toys?" I couldn't. 
from the picture, I couldn't tell the, the difference until I actually looked at it. Then I could totally tell the difference. But the hot toy, I think, was like 500 bucks. But that's oh, wow. eBay. That's yeah. eBay. Yeah. No, I know. I know I can find it cheaper than that. Are you in Southern? Are you here in California? Yeah, I'm in Northern California. Oh, okay. Because you could go to Frankenstein's. I was just going to yeah. ask. I was going to ask him right now. I said, have you gone to Frankenstein's? Somebody's got one there. Yeah. They're there. You, you could find there. <laughs> and, and by the way, if you don't need the box, you know, yeah. I mean, I if you don't need the box, I mean, a lot of people do, but some people don't. If you want to get a loose, like this guy, uh, Lord, I got that Aquaman. Uh, I bought a lot of loose so-so toys from him. A lot of these X-Men toys that I wanted that I just missed. And getting the box figures are exorbitantly expensive but mm-hmm. if you don't care about the and, and the look i understand a lot of people are like and i'm i'm mr keeping the box too but i'm getting the point where there's a lot of collectors say in hong kong they don't have the room to keep the boxes because that's a whole that's a whole different <laughs> you have to you have to <laughs> it's it's rough when you have to find but if you just want the figure and you want it to display, you might want to find one that's loose as long as it's in good shape. But I I can't stress enough, the Crow Hot Toy figure is fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I got to do a lot of selling. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, that it, 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 there are certain like their diecast Robocop figure. Oh, I love that figure. I love Incredible. it. Incredible. I mean, even the diecast guns. Yeah, uh, there's one. There's one plastic and one diecast. I mean, they, it's so good. And I have the one with the chair. Although it's kind of it's kind of weird because oh, yeah. I love chairs, but when you put them in the chair, it's not cool. He's like, I, 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 I was in a in a really I was buying hot toys like crazy when I got back because I got back into collecting in 2009, and then I got introduced to hot toys, and I was buying like the RoboCop ones. I have the regular release. I have the chair one, and then I have the uh, the two pack that came with um, Murphy. Alex Murphy and the Battle Damage. Yeah, I have yes. two Ed two hundred nine. I, I want to get that man. I never got that. Yeah, that's a great. It's a great piece. And then I have the new one on pre order too. Yeah, the RoboCop three. Even though it's part two. Yeah. Yeah, and then or, well, or the, the flying release. One. Yeah, yeah but the, it's it's um it's uh it's um Robert uh, Burke. Robert. It's no, no, it's yeah. not Robert. It's uh, what's what's his name? I forgot his name. The Peter Weller. Played, it's Peter Weller's face sculpt. Oh, it, oh, it, okay, that's cool. Yeah, all right. And then, like, I have the I just I didn't even show you this, uh, Carlos. When I went to go to the first attempt to go to the screening for the flash, um, I picked up a, a quarter scale inner bay. It was my first inner bay. Uh, the I don't know if you've seen the Robocop one. Yeah, I and you know what? Inner bay, I used to buy back in the day, they made um some really interesting figures the quality was iffy but yeah they but they were good i mean they made a godfather but they made i have a uh i have a quarter scale t1000 and oh, yeah, made Terminator, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's really good you know what they made that i would love i don't have it anymore i wish i could get it back i'm a huge fan of the onimusha video games uh-huh. Uh Capcom video games that they made for PlayStation. Yeah. They made a Samanoski. They made a Samanoski figure from Onimusha that I want badly. And it wasn't, you know, the armor didn't it was falling off and I I don't care. So if anyone <laughs> out there has an Enterbay Samanoski figure, I cuz I love samurai figures. Yeah. And the Ghost of Tsushima figure I have is fucking dope. 
but I really want, I really, really, really want that Enter Bay. And it's hard to find those figures because no one even knows it's all basketball. Everyone's like, well, Enter Bay makes basketball. They make LeBron yeah, James. They make, yeah, they make basketball, yeah. Which is, but before they didn't, they made a lot more. And they made an Onimusha Samanosuke figure, and I really want it. So if anyone who's watching this knows where to get one, I want one. You don't you don't come across uh Inner Bay a lot in like down no. here, especially because I, I don't live too far from Frankensons and you don't you know there's not a lot of people that sell Inner Bay. I don't I don't see a lot of Inner Bay. No, because they didn't I don't think they really got to America. Oh, I don't okay. think a lot of people in the early days knew much about Inner Bay and and bought because who made the I was it Inner Bay who made Leon the professional figure? I'm I not think sure. they made I feel let me check out this newfangled thing called the internet and see. <laughs> uh, Leon. I want to say that, and I want that. Yeah, I used to have that. Yep, they did make it. And it's really, wow, they, they well, there's a present toys, Leon. Wow, an Enter Bay, only 380 bucks. It's not bad. That would be, that's not bad. It's, it's a great, great figure. The Enter Bay Leon's really good. I would have thought it would be more, but it's not. How many times have you gotten something, sold it, and then rebought it? Oh, more than I'd <laughs> care to admit. <laughs> That's something as because well, when you need you money, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, well, uh, or or when you bought it as a kid and it, you want, it, oh, look, I can get it now as an adult. Like my '89 Batmobile, I sold that when I, when it first came out. I got it for a steal because I, I used to be good friends with a guy who works at Frankenstein's. And he gave me one that was a battle. Uh, the box was damaged. So he sold it to me for 300. So then this guy offered me, I think it was seven or 800 for it. And I said, you know what? They're still in stock. I can always get another one. So I sold it. Not too long after that, they sold out and they jumped up to what? 1200 is what they go for now. Yeah. And, I, and before they announced the, the, this re-release, like a few months before that, um, I came across one for a steal. I paid retail for the one that I have. So that's that's a that's to me that's one of my Grail Hot Toys pieces is that eighty nine Batmobile and that's what something I always regretted selling but I finally got it back and not too expensive either. Yeah, I'm putting a link to this Leon uh, figure, the Anerbay Leon. It's like five hundred bucks, even though the box is kind of damaged. You can see why because it has so many accessories, and I I loved that Leon figure. The, that that's I need to get that back. And there's a Chow Yun fat figure from a Better Tomorrow that I really really want. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was Enerbay. That was a different company, but it came in a big box. I'll I'll tell you the figure though. The figure though that so I had a little storage locker mishap. Uh oh. Where no. I had a it's a long story, but I, I had a storage locker with about a hundred thousand dollars worth of collectibles in it. It's gone. Long oh, story. No. I know. No. But the one figure that I want the most that I owned, there is a Shaw Brothers science fiction film from the mid-70s called The Super Inframan, I-N-F-R-A-M-A-N. In America, it was just called Inframan. Some, like, the way it was explained to me was that some rich Hong Kong dude and Inframan was his favorite movie. He had Inframan figures made, six scale Inframan. And now I, I want to tell you, this is 19 or 2003, 2004. 
and he made Inframan, and he made the Skeleton Warrior, the black and white Skeleton Warrior from Inframan. Like, like that there? That Yes, that's a version of Inframan, but that's a terrible... But yeah, the, the, <laughs> um, imagine a film-accurate six-scale version of the two. The Skeleton Warrior is on there, too. So it's got them both. I had them both. Yeah, that's... There, there you go. But, oh, that's them. That's the six-scale version. That's the one? That's the one you had? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had both. Yes. So that is that I want every time I've seen him and, and they they sell. I, there's like 100 that exist in the world. Jeez. And when they've shown up on eBay, the great thing is most people in America don't give a fuck. But when you <laughs> find them, it, it's like I that Inframan figure is so great. It was so awesome in terms of if you have to like Inframan, you'll think, Rob, really? Inframan? When you watch the trailer. It's just something I loved, and I had it. I had it. It was in my storage locker. And uh, when my storage locker was taken, um, and all of those, I can't even begin to tell you how many things were in that storage locker. But every Bandai Soul of Chagokin thing up to about 90. Yeah. Uh, my I Valkyrie see. my Valkyrie collection from Macross, both 148th scale and 160th scale and 172nd scale. I can't even begin it. Don't even talk to me about it. It's terrible. But you you get over it, you get over it. I I uh, I had something similar happen to me. I I've always been a collector since I was a kid. I was born in '84, and I remember I've been collect. I always treated my I always played with my toys, but I always treated them. You know, I didn't break them. I wasn't rough with them, and I had all my toys still since I was a kid. Yeah, and I stopped I stopped collecting. I think in '98 or '97, no '96 maybe because I got really into music, and um. Basically, long story short, I, I had everything saved, even comics, comic books. I had a lot of first appearances. My uncle threw them all away. He threw everything away. So if you look at my collection now, uh, I, was, I have a lot of high-end figures, but I'm a big vintage collector. And I think a lot of that has to do with because that was my love, you know, growing up. So there is a lot of vintage stuff I'm trying to rebuy. And uh, one of them, a grail piece is, I don't know if you ever watched Dino Riders. No. Okay. Well, it's the T-Rex. I'll give it's that the, to you though. It's the T-Rex. Um, and it's I think they, they based the Toy Story T-Rex from the Dino uh, Riders mold. Oh, I believe that. 100%. Yeah, and that's like how much was it in box, Carlos? Twenty thousand dollars? Fifteen? Uh somewhere in that range, yeah. Yeah, that's I'm never gonna be able to get that. <laughs> I'll never be able to find that. But that's a that'll be a grail piece if I can ever find one. And uh, that's that's the one piece I think I'm looking for the most. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 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 interesting, though. Um, I mean, it, it. It's a really interesting thing when you think about. Um, uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff, the question is that, that I, I the existential question is why? Why, like, does it does it represent, for me, it's like, does it represent the time of your life that you're nostalgic for? Or does it represent something that that thing, that toy meant to you? Like, to yeah. me, to me, and uh, people have always asked, like, Rob, why do you care? Why do you collect these plastic people? Like, what's it? <laughs> you know, and, 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 and for me, every action figure represents uh an actor, a writer, a director, yeah. a costume designer, 
all the people that it took to create this character that that then became iconic in whatever movie or TV show or comic that they were in. So to me, all of these things are representations of of uh, human imagination writ large on the bigger small screen that inspired me for a long period of time. So as much as I like, like when I look at this figure, the Soso uh, or Susu of Rogue, um, to me, one, I love the X-Men. Yeah. But two, uh, Rogue was introduced in an Avengers annual, Avengers annual 10 that Chris Claremont wrote and Michael Golden drew. And she was part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and she took Carol Danvers' powers away and threw her off a bridge. And I love that. No, I, and and so the character of Rogue represents, and then of course the animated series and and, and movies and and I mean there's there's two different cuts of Days of Future Past. There's the Rogue cut, which is the cut that I saw. They cut a lot of Rogue out, except yeah. for the theatrical, and then they put yep. it back in. Um, uh, the PGM they've never done an Elton John toy. If if I would give me Elton John, he joins joins my six scale supergroup. He would come with a piano. You know, because we NECA need one. did one. Yes, but it's yeah, uh, I need I need I need yeah. I need you know. You know you know one show that I loved that you were you were a part of was was it was it superheroes? Hero uh, heroes on Collider, yeah, yeah, oh, with John Schnapp. Oh, that's that where snap. I first started. Uh, that, that's where that I was... that's where I first got introduced to you. Yeah, that, that was, was such... I April twenty fifteen. That was the yeah. very first time I ever was on YouTube. Such With a John, good John Schnapp, who's a friend of mine, called me up and said, hey, man. He's like, hey, man, you want to come be on the show? I'm like, okay, what is it? And it was so funny because, like, I would I would show up at the studio. I would do the show and leave. Yeah. So it's not like YouTube was playing in the lobby. Like, if you go to, if you go to Netflix, there's, like, Netflix shows playing in the lobby. You don't. So it took me about a like a year or two. Wow. And I was like, I was at, I was with Elizabeth and we were at the Cheesecake Factory in Pasadena. And I walk in there to get a table or something. And the maitre d' is like, oh my God, <laughs> you're Robert Meyer Burnett. And I'm, I'm looking around going, me? And he's like, I watch you on YouTube all the time. And I'm like, and it didn't occur to me that I was on YouTube. I mean, I- yeah. I knew I was recording a YouTube show, but I never ever watched YouTube except to watch a movie trailer. Movie trailers are all that I right because we we didn't have the kind of programming you have now with all these pundits and people talking, mm-hmm. and so I, it never occurred to me that I was actually on YouTube. And and it was that was such a weird thing. And it was John Schnepp who said to me, "You know, you should do a YouTube channel." I go, "What am I going to what?" Because no, you should do. You're you're, you're always. You're always having so much fun with all your positive positivity. You should do it yeah. a show. And then Elizabeth bought me this microphone in 20. 20- she bought this for me in 2018. I've been <laughs> I've been rocking this microphone. I mean, I want to rock this microphone, Ooh. but I'm just reluctant to give up Frederick Douglass. And uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a, this this is a much better microphone. It's not hooked up, so you can't hear me. <laughs> but if it was hooked up, I mean, I got the mixing board right here. I just and I have two of these, and it's I haven't used it at all. People like you bought a five hundred dollar or four hundred dollar microphone. You're not, you're using a Yeti. Well, yes, I am. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. 
but yeah, that was that was an awesome show. That was an well, awesome. Well, thank show. you. I I I really enjoyed doing it. I mean, it it was um, it was a lot of fun. And you know, one of the things that that um was fun about it was you know I was editing low budget movies and life was rough, you know, <laughs> and that kept me going. It was like it was always fun. It was always great to go in there and when we started doing it every day with like Coy and, and Amy Dallin and, yeah. and uh, comic book girl 19 Danica, I mean, and all the different people that would come on. It was so much fun. It was great. I miss, I miss those days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, would you ever consider doing something like that again? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm starting, as I said, I'm starting my own panel show. Uh, we'll yeah. be doing it, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if just heroes, um, I mean, we did uh, Chris Carr and I were doing the weekly hero on the John Campia show, and that was really fun mm-hmm. to do with her. Um, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird it's it's a weird thing. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of bizarre in the sense that on one hand, I, I work in the film industry and and make stuff, and then on the other hand. I'm a total fanboy, fan fanboying out on on the internet, being a pundit talking about ah, modern Star Trek is terrible. I hate it. When I drop a video, why modern Star Trek sucks? And it, it's 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 like, how old are you? But you know what? We all live in a continuum. It's all part of the same thing. It's I mean, funny. why am I? Why, why am I still why am I still screaming about Star Trek? Well, because I've been watching it since I was five. And the people that make Star Trek now don't know fuck all about it. <laughs> and, and, and say, I, I say that I and I say that with my die cast <laughs> Aquaman trident. <laughs> it's a you know what? It's it's all why well, Black Rock is uh, worth trillions of dollars and people are dying at the bottom of the ocean. I'm bitching Jeez. about Star Trek. It's all a continuum. <laughs> you you can't you can't stop. There's war. There's war in the Ukraine, but I have my rogue so-so figure. I mean, it's it's it, when you oh, it matters when you. But well, that's. I mean, I, I hate to be crass about it and stuff, but you know, people are like, "Isn't there something more important to talk about?" I'm like, "There is. There totally is." But on the other hand, I'm still thinking about my action figure collection. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's such a weird. It's so weird. Like you go on social media and people are talking about my identity. I never could be my true self. And I'm like, but I've always, for me, I've always been my true self. I've always been letting the geek flag fly. I've never had to worry about it. And I used to get bullied and beat up. And, and uh, junior high school, when I was in the seventh grade, I got, I got beat up a lot because I had a big mouth and the people that would make fun of me. It's very funny. I'll tell you a funny story. So the first day I, before I transferred to USC, I went to the Evergreen State College in Washington State. I'm moving. There was no frats or anything there. I'm moving into the dorms, a dorm, and I was wearing a long shot, the X Men character long shot, right. Arthur Adams. It was for the six issue miniseries that introduced long shot. I'm wearing a long shot t shirt, and I'm moving into the fifth floor of a dorm at the Evergreen State College. And there's a guy named Gordon Trzinski tall handsome dude long flowing hair and he's like funny and everyone liked him and he's coming up and he's 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 like razzing me as i'm moving in and finally he goes is that some comic book character on your t-shirt there i bet you think that t-shirt's cool and i stopped and i looked at him and i go 
it is. <laughs> Just like that, totally deadpan. And he stopped. He was like, okay, okay, you're right. That's a cool shirt. And and to me, that taught me a lesson because it was a fucking badass T-shirt because Arthur Adams is a great artist. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and the thing is, you know, you can be as geeky as you want. All you need to do is know how to talk to other people. That's the thing that nerds never learn. They never yeah, learned how to be true. socialized. And if you're, if you're the, the, the way to be a nerd is to learn how to function in the real world. You can be as nerdy as you want. But if you can be like, hey, how's it going? No one has to know you're a nerd. And when someone makes fun of your nerddom, like making fun of my long shot shirt, as long as you can stare somebody straight back down, like Jack Burton, you stare that sucker. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. You stare that person straight down. I bet you think that shirt's cool. It is. And as long as they hear that conviction in you, they're taking it back. They're, they, where can they go? They can't make fun of you anymore. And we became friends after that. Nice. Oh, there you go. It's Gordon, funny because when, when Raph talked about how he got introduced to you, so my introduction to you was when I worked at the this independent little video store and then I moved up to what I always call the big leagues was Blockbuster and everyone would rent Free Enterprise thinking it was Star Trek Generations every freaking time. Always it has the it's same. Exact same, yes. And I'd laugh every time I'm like, no. Like, why? I'm like, do you know that's not? I was like, I'd never just explain. I'm like, yeah, we're out of that movie. And I'm like, you know, you should watch this. It's a good movie, though. And they're like, no, I don't want it. I want Generations. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard, heard that a lot, though, right? Actually, no. That, that, <laughs> no? That, oh, that, really? No, because it's funny. I've always thought that it looked close to that. But yeah. no, I mean, that's, that's every, hilarious. Yeah, every I just wish time, we could I, get the negative back and do a 4K version of it. I've never made mm. one. I've never made one cent from that movie, really. Uh, other than what I was paid when we were making it, yeah. But that's okay. It's low budget indie movies. You know, it's it's a hard lesson to learn. You you have a copy of the movie though, like oh yeah, no, I've got, I've got okay. the VHS, the laserdisc, the DVD. Love to have a 4K though. Um, yeah, the the guy who owns it, who paid for it, our executive producer, he um. He controls it, and he, for whatever reason, won't let us take the negative and make a 4K version of the movie, which is a bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. That's interesting. Yeah, I want a, I want a 4K version of The Crow, because I can talk about The Crow. Dude, forever. I, you uh, know what? That movie is, it's so awesome. Um, a good buddy of mine was one of the co-writers of it. It was written by Dave Scow, my friend, and John Shirley wrote the screenplay. And and Dave Scow, who he the first movie I ever worked on was Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, that he nice. wrote, and that's where he met. And we've been friends since 1989. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go talk to him. I got to go feed my dog shortly, but um, then I'll, we have a Thursday night get together where cool. he I produced a movie called The Hills Run Red that he wrote the screenplay to. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that was Dave. He was on set. He was. When uh, the crow attacks um, the whole consortium of Michael Wincott's minions, he, mm -hmm. he's one of them. So, oh, okay. 
that's pretty cool damn yeah that's uh there was like i think it was last year there was some like leak of a 4k version and i was like it's not there's no way that's real because it was uh i think it was overseas people were buying them for i don't know over like i don't know in china for an expensive amount and- yeah i don't know why <sighs> i mean i mean that's look it, it, because that's a miramax movie that maybe that's- it will uh you know things like i think that I mean, Paramount put out Pulp Fiction, um, mm-hmm. and they might own The Crow. I'm not sure if they, they I do. think they do. I think and they if, do. If they own that Miramax library, it's a good bet that we will see. Because that movie, if you had The Crow in, in 4K and have it HDR, Dolby Vision, that oh. would look it would look incredible. Especially oh. remixed in Atmos because that, the yes. score and the, the oh. can't rain all the time. It's so yep. good. I love that movie is 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 what is it mother is the lips of god is the what is the word what yeah. is the, mother is the name of god on the lips god of all children of, yeah yeah i love that so here's the score on yeah, cd the grand rub that score is great and then the actual soundtrack on vinyl oh nice yeah so you could tell i'm a huge girl fan well you need you need to get the hot toy yeah i, mean, I, I, can't I know tell enough. i know it's so really my, good dude so going back to what you're saying about uh, like why do we collect certain things? So my thing for the crow is because I met Brandon Lee right before he went to film the crow, oh. and I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. So I was visiting or visiting or staying with my uncle in Bakersfield. My ba- uncle was a like tenth degree black belt, so he knew a lot of these martial artists and Brandon Lee. He knew, and I had no idea who he was. He came in to say hi. Gave my uh, uncle posters for the rapid fire, and which I still have. And he's like talking to my uncle, and I just hear him over here and say, "Like, oh yeah, I'm about to go shoot this movie." And uh, I think said, "I think it's in North Carolina or something like that." And I was like, "Huh?" And I didn't even think about it. I didn't know. And then my uncle's like, "He's like, do you know who that is?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "That's Bruce Lee's son." And I was like, "What?" Because I love Bruce Lee growing up. So ever since that point. I've watched everything he's been in laser mission, the um, rapid fire showdown little Tokyo, like all his old stuff, Kung Fu. So I've heavily invested in Brandon Lee and I was like, Oh dude, I can't wait. And I kind of knew about the crow graphic novel because my parent, my mom's very religious. She wouldn't let me read stuff like that. So, you know, the movie came out and I was like obsessed. And I was like, I can't believe I met that dude. And then when he, then I heard that he died, I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. yeah crazy. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, God, yeah. I can't believe it's been thirty years. That's that's yeah, crazy. and that's thirty years. That makes me think because I was just talking to Raph because uh, Funko is releasing two new Pro Pops like randomly just out of nowhere. I was like, "There's got to be something coming up," and then I was like, "Oh yeah, the thirty years." But they also filmed Under the Radar, Bill Skarsgård as the Crow in Prague last summer. Yeah, I heard it's been not great. Oh, it's, uh, oh no! Uh, yeah, no. there's a reason yeah, why we haven't heard anything said. about it. Okay, yeah, so you, you to... think it's going to get scrapped? I I don't think it's going to get scrapped necessarily, but I mean, it's it's you know, I have to say, one of the worst movies I've ever seen is The Crow Two: City of Angels. Yeah, I didn't like. I I there's an interesting fact about that movie too. What's that? 
did you know that Harvey Weinstein, um, the cut we watched is his cut? Oh, I, cut I believe it. Well, cause Tim, I guess that movie Tim, was over two hours long or something like that. Yeah. Tim Pope directed that. And I, mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of like the work he did with Depeche Mode and stuff. And yeah. I, I mean, that film is incomprehensible. I mean, it's just what, what is going on in that movie? Yeah. And it's, it's so weird that they, I mean, to me, the, the original crow is such a, it's a, in, in a way it's, I think it's the blade runner of goth movies. <laughs> that makes any sense. Agree. Yeah. I and, agree. You know, and it doesn't, it's the fact that they kept trying to make more. I mean, the comic book jail bars comic is so personal to him because mm-hmm. it happened to him. And it was just weird that they, they, they turned the crow. They wanted to keep reiterating it. And I mean, how many, how many crows and there's a TV series, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Stairway to heaven. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what the, f- like, <laughs> I, and I, I get it. They, but that was a, it's so funny because you, the, the first movie is so beautifully done. And then everything that came after it is such a cheapening of the concept. Mm-hmm. and of this tragic romance i mean it's it's i don't know man I, the mo- the movie the graham rebel score and not just the fact oh. that it's got like a great the cure song burn is such a great song and all the i mean the um the that the uh the was it the jane jane's is it jane's who jane seabury who does the song Eisbury or something Eisbury, like that, yeah. yeah that song is great i mean mm-hmm. it's uh and it, it, it man it's um i don't know man they keep trying to it's like trying to make fetch happen they keep trying to make the crow happen and it did happen in 1994 yeah that's, and that's the only time it needed to happen yeah i know yeah. it's such a weird it's so weird that they keep trying to reboot that and 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 even now mm-hmm. bill skarsgård i mean i'm sorry but bill skarsgård is i i can't see him as the crow no. No, I mean, think about the actors that was before him was Jason Momoa that was supposed to be yeah. the throw. I know, and that's such a weird. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's like it's you've like done the, the first don't... movie and just be done. Yeah, yeah, gents, I have to go. Oh no, yep, I have to go. I have to go um, feed the dogs. I'm being summoned. <laughs> to feed oh, no. three dogs and uh you gotta they, feed they were, the dogs they're like they were children. barking earlier at the, they were barking at the door of the observatory and i had to go quell them but now they uh my girlfriend's home and she's like take care of the damn dogs yeah <laughs> why haven't you done that <laughs> well yeah this has been great and i really 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 appreciate you coming on hanging out talking and he got kicked out again <laughs> but that's it thank you for showing up <laughs> for the podcast <laughs> thanks for after coming on and uh being no, thank you for having me on for this tonight. one yeah carlos carlos invited me to this one it's been fun uh i love listening to rob even when he when, he, when he's on john campia that was like the highlight of my day was listening to him more than anything else so yeah anyway that's it for tonight um I'm trying to think. We'll be back next Thursday with Collect 2, Disconnect 2 is in the chat. And then after that, we're taking a little hiatus break. July 11th is our one-year anniversary, which Raph will be back. And a whole bunch of people will be on. We're going to give away a bunch of stuff. We're going to have fun. 
you want to crack a beer, crack a beer because it's our anniversary. So it'll be awesome. Again, thanks again for watching. If you can listen to this on Spotify and all those music platforms, we'll be on those. Um, well, just wait a minute, we have a guest. Oh, oh. I, that was hey, not leaving. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like oh, once damn. again, I'm like 86. I'm like, what? I, I didn't touch <laughs> anything, and I'm like, gone again. He really wanted out of here. I was like, how rude. No, I apologize for that. I, suddenly I'm like, what? Oh, you're good. I wasn't going to touch anything. I was touching my, I think it's so weird that I've got uh, my, somehow, if I touch my my wireless mouse wrong, uh, it, oh, it, it, it sends me out, even though I haven't clicked on it or done anything. And that's it's all I telling did. You, it's, it's telling you you have to go. That's what it's telling you. Yeah, well, but not, not to be rude. I mean, you can have a oh, nice no. goodbye. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, thank you for being on. Been oh, this awesome. is so much like, fun. Sorry I, if I talk too much. I love listening to oh. you talk. No, trust me. Like, that's the best part um, when I would watch you on Campia. It was just because of you, not anything exactly. else, because I love listening to you. So, <laughs> well, thank you. I'll You're doing you, something uh, how right. How much do I do for that? <laughs> what? I have to pay how you how much now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but thank uh, you. That's very I guess, nice. Isn't there something that you? Isn't there something you have that I want? Oh, <laughs> there must be, and there's probably something you have that I want. Maybe we can do a deal. Maybe I definitely oh. want that trident, pal. I know, right, <laughs> dude? I'm telling you, it's not even that expensive. Just go online and go <laughs> six scale die cast Aquaman trident, and you just you take your pick. And then That's it shows up. I'm actually surprised that this is like, I, I, I'm kind of. It looks like electro plates or whatever, but it is heavy. It looks. Was, it looks I, awesome. I, I was kind of hoping it would weather it or something on it. Of course, I, mean, I, I got my Trident here. I spent a lot of money on too. I spent twenty four ninety nine on this one. Look at that. Yeah, but see, look at that. You got green on that. I mean, this it's, is just some dude. cheap ass electroplated piece of metal that has detail and weathering. I mean. Yeah, not but this is I... just for a Marvel legend. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but still, that's cool. I mean, I can take my trident, you know, stick it where the sun don't shine and weather it, but I can also use paint. Paint. Yeah. You know, what it needs is it needs, like, something like yarn wrapped around it or mm. some kind of, you know, kelp hanging off of it. I mean, it's too... It's fine. There's a ton <laughs> of customizers out there that could do that. Sure. Yeah, please customize my trident. If you know what I mean, yeah, I'll no, I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, I'll do it myself. <laughs> if oh you want God. something, you have to do it yourself. Um, that's true, yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. Touch my trident, baby, it's three pronged. <laughs> no, but it is pretty cool. I mean, it looks good with Aquaman, so I didn't realize Aquaman's in like, like, like you can't really see it. But behind Gene Gray right here, I mean Aquaman's like, like if you if you put his hand here, he's gonna like do something. Dirty. See, you can see his hand right there. He's gonna do something. And he's gonna touch her bosom. <laughs> you know. Hey, whatever, whatever he needs <laughs> to do. My sister used to come in and when I had action figures, her and her friends would come and put them in horrible poses. They would defame my action figures with smut, smutty uh, behavior. Sounds like sounds uh, like my uh, old friends. Robert, I got I got to show you this. I don't I, I don't know if you have this, and I don't think you said you did or didn't. But what do you think about this piece right here? I love no, I love that. I think that I. 
I do think that that is a great figure, though. It is. It really is. It really is. <laughs> is that really? Is that really for real? This that's is. The, this is yeah. it. This is, yeah. That's. Oh come on! <laughs> that's I, I, didn't, I didn't customize it. Look at that. Wow, Chris O'Donnell is so happy about this figure. <laughs> wow. Well, at least he has some bat shark repellent. Wow. Oh. Wow, that's amazing. It's a great figure, though. Wow. Awesome. Seeing that oh. in person, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's that's huge. huge. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wish. <laughs> now it makes you want to go and get him now, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I did like, but do you have the sonar Batman suit too? Yeah, he's right here. Oh, uh, see, he could show you all his Batman. See, he has a ton. Yeah, see, we got this one right here. Yeah, it's those are great figures. Though, look at that. Oh man, that face sculpt is great. Yeah, the I don't know how I feel about the cape, but I I do I like the figure. You just cannot pose them. Right, that's the but, only problem. But that is a really cool figure. Yeah, it's. it's I, I wish they would do the regular, uh, the black suit. I'm yeah. hoping. Hoping we get that one day. Yeah. But it's cool. Yep. Is wait, is there a Kilmer version of that or no? Kilmer? Yeah, Kilmer Batman. That's that Kilmer. is Kilmer. Oh, that is Kilmer. I meant Clooney. God damn it. Is oh, there no, a Clooney no. one? Not yet. Not well, yet. There might be though. Yeah. Oh god, I know. One never knows. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of cool suits though. I wouldn't mind. There's a couple. I, I'd love to get a Batgirl, you know clueless Batgirl. Alicia oh Sims. yeah, I, I would love them to make that. If they did Batman and Robin, I would get I would get all of them. I mean, I too. to be honest, I would love a Hot Toys Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin. Oh jeez. With the light light up. Yeah, man. Come on. And they've I, already done they've done command, they've done Terminator, they've done yeah. Commando. So Commando, yep. Predator. Predator, yeah, that's right. They've done that's right. They've done a Dutch. They've I done, have the Dutch, yeah. I have the Dutch and I have Dylan. Oh, nice. Yeah, those are pretty... I think those are really hard to come by nowadays. They are. I sold my Dutch. I shouldn't have. That was a stupid thing to do. Yeah. Whoa. But... Yeah. Um. I you Speaking of customs, I, want to show, I, got, I did get one custom. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It's a little short, but... That's not bad, though. Yeah. It's a little short. I got it for such a good deal. I couldn't... I couldn't pass on it. Is that the... Is that the... um? justice league head sculpt no this is i don't know who, the, guy, the guy threw it in wow that's pretty yeah. good yeah it's uh it, it he, i forgot who made i think it's one six kit who makes this yeah yeah that's the the outfit and he he just threw everything all together for such a good price and i was like you know what i'll, I'll take it yeah of course why not yeah yep but, oh yeah they need, <clears throat> they need to make a uma thurman poison ivy also oh yeah no for sure Oh, did you did you pre-order the Mars toys, Joker? Or not Joker, yes. uh the Riddler. Oh no. Yeah, I have that on pre-order. Oh, I gotta get that. Yeah, yeah I'm for waiting sure. for the two face. because he, he hasn't announced it. Just, I mean he announced it, but he hasn't put it up for pre-order yet. Yeah, I'll have to get that for sure. I hope they make a King Tut. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, <laughs> is he gonna go deep in the will. who he do you know if if he'll wait? He's the one doing the 66, right? Mars toys. Yeah. 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 He's going to go deep into it. Right. I'm assuming I would, I would love that. Okay, I'd love can... a Burgess Meredith penguin. 
would be great. Oh, God, yeah. To get the four from the movie, to get the uh, the Julie Newmar Catwoman, the Burgess Meredith Penguin. Yeah. You got Joker and Riddler, the Frank Gorshin you know, Riddler. I'm surprised Hot Toys never did a Penguin or a Catwoman yeah. for Batman yeah. Returns. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, maybe it's the licensing problem, but I would love to see a Penguin or Catwoman. Totally. NECA, NECA did it. Quarter scale. Yeah, it would be great to see that. I'd love to see that. But listen, gentlemen, on, on yes, that sir. note, I do have to leave. The dogs yes, are Robert. barking. I have to go Thank feed you. them. Yep. Gentlemen, Thank you. Gentlemen, Rafael, nice Carlos, this is so much fun. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. Take care. All right, man. I'll see <clears> you guys <throat> later. And I'm leaving. Peace. I'm going to actually hit the leave <laughs> studio this time. I'm going to hit All the right. button. So click. Bye. There it that is. Awesome. That there was awesome. That was an official <laughs> send-off. That was the official send-off. Again, thank you for joining tonight. Everyone in the chat. Sorry that I didn't read everyone's chat in the in the message or the messages and stuff like that. That's read why this. I have Todd. Read <laughs> this. Yeah. That's why I have Todd to do that part. And I I'm so hyper focused on everything else. But that was awesome. Hopefully we can have him back for more stories. I don't want to see Robin's junk anymore in my face <clears throat> or anyone's junk in my face. This is the red bird. The red bird. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh, oh my man. God. Hey, uh, uh, whenever, uh, you get, whenever you end this, let's, I want to talk to you on, on the, uh, what do you call it? The waiting room, the lobby backstage backstage. Yeah. We're still uh, live too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, July 11th, the one year anniversary of Overgrown Third Grade Third Grade Podcast, 29th, the end of this month, Collective Disconnect. That's it for June. We're moving on to July. We're having the party. We're going to give away a bunch of shit. You guys, uh, I'm going to probably have to reach out to a bunch of you again to remind you that you told me yes, that you're coming on that podcast. So, um, it's just fantastic. I know you were a, a uh, maybe. So, let me know. And I'll reach out to everyone else. But again, again, then again, thank you for watching. This will be on all your streaming platforms for podcasting probably tomorrow. Don't know. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining. And we'll catch you uh, next Thursday. Adios. Peace.